Welcome to the Kurt Rambis episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, aka episode 58. My name is Logan Wortman, and as usual, I'm joined by my delightful co-host, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how does it feel to be on the Kurt Rambis episode? I love it. I did not know, because uh, we, we we spoke for a bit before this episode officially got rolling, and uh, I usually am not told who the person is. Sometimes we used to have debate, now it's kind of just, I get told, and I am glad. The molten mm-hmm. glasses wearing man of all time mm-hmm. in his playing days. But if I remember as a coach, he looked respectfully to basketball player, Kurt Rampus looked like a normal guy when he yeah. was a coach. He really, mm-hmm. he didn't kind of keep with the, the, the goggle mustache and mullet look, which yeah, he rocked it better than just about anybody. Mm-hmm. He, I think he was my, I don't know if he was my very first NBA player card, but he's like my earliest memory of, ha- of owning a player card was Kurt Rampus. Also, as random as this is, isn't he also the first Santa Clara goat? The first. Because I remember Santa seeing Clara a list. There's like a list of like guys. The first like NBA player. From Santa maybe? Clara has produced a weird amount of NBA yeah, players for how small of a school they are. And mm-hmm. I think he is on that list. No, Let yeah, me... he is from Santa Clara. I know that, but I just didn't know that he was the first one. Oh no, he's not the first one. A lot of these are old pictures. This is crazy. This is a longer list than Nebraska basketball. Dear Lord. By a lot, I'm sure. I mean, Dennis? Nebraska is probably only like five. Like, it can't be much from Nebraska. Not the more most... than five. There's so a three he is right the now. second longest Santa Clara slug or whatever their mascot is. Is it a slug? It's not a slug. I think you've said they were slugs before. Well, like, that doesn't it... mean it's right. I know. But I'm just, for what it's worth, I feel like I've heard you say that before. So, oh, that's Santa Cruz banana slugs. Okay. Okay, honestly, I'm going to give myself that. I'm, I'm wrong, but I'm going to be like Santa Clara, but the Santa Cruz banana slugs. Mm-hmm. But the Santa Clara universe, yeah, university. That's Scott. That's a Bronco. Santa oh, yeah. Clara, the Broncos. Who is the longest tenured NBA player that came from? Longest that, tenured that, in the NBA? That, the, yes, longest tenured that attended Santa Clara. You know the answer to this, or are you asking? Yes, I'm looking at it. Okay. It's not Kurt Rambis? It is not Kurt Rambis. Someone beat him by four years. Four years. And Kurt also Rambis is, played from 1980 to 1995, I believe. Uh, I saw that earlier today. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was good. a weird oh. thing I, I remember um, <laughs> seeing. But because uh, uh, I, I looked at his, I looked player, at his box or his... Uh, Basketball reference page, but on the the pantheon of um, players in the NBA, this person is top five at their position. Like this person is very good at basketball. Top five. Like this is a top. Oh, wait. Wasn't Steve Nash from Santa Clara? Yeah. Okay. Usually you just get Canada and they just skip over Santa Clara, like Canadian, but yeah, yeah. He went to Santa Clara. I knew he went to a small school in in California. I couldn't remember if it, if it was that one or if it was the, a different one with a similar there's a ton of schools with that that kind of name, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the, like the San or the San, there's just a lot. 
Yeah. Santa oh, I'm Cruz. thinking of St. Mary's in my mind. That's where Patty Mills and and those guys went. I was thinking because I was like, that's not the same school that Steve went to, is it? No. But I was like, oh, it is. But yeah. So that that those guys didn't go to Santa Clara. They went to St. Mary's. Yes, because the longest tenured is Nash, then it's Kurt Rambis, then it's Dennis Atrey, A W T R E Y, Atrey, Atrey, and. For listeners of this podcast, because most of them probably are not uh, watching basketball in the 1970s, uh, Jalen Williams uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, famously mm-hmm. known as Santa Clara Jason, Jalen Williams, not Arizona, uh, Arkansas Jalen Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the better of the two, one could say. <laughs> yes, one could say that. More uh, of the, the star type of looking player. The other Jalen Williams is like a role player. Um. But yeah, so interesting talk for I thought we got more out of that than I thought we would for Kurt Rambis. Well, what a what a legendary just looking human. Yeah, you know what I mean for sure. Shout uh-huh. to Kurt Rambis, Santa Clara they did, a, they did him a a good. They had a good representation of him in that um in Winning Time. Did you watch <laughs> Winning Time? I caught some. I needed to for the bird stuff was the biggest reason I oh picked yeah picked it up. I'm so mad that they just canceled that show so prematurely. Like the. The end of season so two just had like problems with it. What? I think it's because there were so many people, but like they didn't like their portrayal. And I'm I'm assuming with everyone that was very vocal about it, Jerry West, there was probably people that also were like, "Don't love how I looked in that TV show," because it was like yeah. true, but it didn't also help that they didn't have great ratings. Like it wasn't successful. It was, it was hard to watch. It was hard to get because it really? had to be HBO, right? I'm trying. I can't oh, remember. Where oh, I watched. Hard to watch from an access standpoint. Yeah, yes, it, was on it wasn't HBO. on HBO. Is one of the more not sleeper. I just feel like it's not the biggest streaming service. Definitely, yeah. has gotten bigger in recent years since COVID. But I feel I mean, like that's it's... what Succession is only on HBO, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah, so I mean, it's yeah, that, that makes sense though. It doesn't do as big numbers as like a Netflix, obviously. But um, yeah. I was just disappointed because it ends the season two. They just win the fourth championship or no, the second championship. So it's like after the fourth season, magic's fourth season in the league, something like that. Um, and then it just like, it it has no sort of energy of like, Oh, this is the end. But then all of a sudden is. the credits roll and it, sh- it does like the, you know, the end of a documentary where they where flash like forward and magic Johnson would go on to be yeah. one of the greatest point guards of all time, but mm-hmm. his career was cut short due to a contraction of HIV. Yeah, Larry Bird should have never let his his mom should have never <laughs> let him do his driveway and yeah. just hired someone uh, because he's a multimillionaire to do it for him. Yeah, so it did that and then just ended. And I was like, "What in the world? This is so like." There's no way that's how it was planned. So I looked I looked it up and it was canceled because the very first episode of the whole show, it's it starts in a scene where Magic is like at the urgent and, care or whatever. Yeah, yeah and, like he he's finding out that he he contracted HIV. Um, and then it goes back to like the very beginning. I was like, so then it just ends after they win the second championship. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But um, it was, yeah. Um, and I do wonder if it was that some of those guys were like, I don't love how I'm portrayed in this show. Yeah. That probably didn't help for sure. Uh, Especially magic being the star. And he was very vocal about it too. Yeah. Him and Jerry West were like, don't love it. It's, Mm -hmm. but I think also they should have done a, bigger job of like sensationalizing it more as weird as that sounds 
Because, like, that was the show wasn't real. Like, it was. The things that happened were real. But it was, like, mm-hmm. a, supposed to be an... John C. Riley was in the show. Yeah, Like, yeah, it yeah. wasn't was supposed to be this hard-hitting, real, new... Like, this is what happened documentary. It was, like, an over-exaggerated... Yeah. Thing. Dramatization. But yeah. Dramatization. Uh, yeah. And I just think that it just did not go well. But I, I loved how in certain moments it would like put up on screen. I loved how like fourth wall breaking it was. I get how some might, some people might be turned off by that, but I just, I liked it a lot because of just how, I guess, uh, re- like how much it feels like it's somebody who's really passionate about a thing, like, t- like talking about it mm-hmm. type of thing. And it was like, yes, it would freeze. Like when something crazy was about to happen. Uh, like when cream, like when he punched somebody, one of the fans that was storming the court, and it like froze right before he did that, and it said, "Yes, this really happened." And then it, ha- and then it goes, and it was like a lawsuit resulted uh, from this punch or something. Um, but yeah. Anyways, enough talk about that. Uh, for those who haven't seen Winning Time, though, I'd recommend it. I would recommend the watch for the two seasons. Yeah, it's very good, in my opinion. Just ha- the vibes of like a basketball show like that is. I wish we had more of that. But speaking of California, though, uh, there was another thing I was going to mention about. A couple episodes ago, we were talking about uh, the Warriors jerseys. Oh, the town. Um, yeah. Jacob has a lot of disdain for just the town those jerseys. jerseys are just bad. Yeah. I don't love them either. But um, uh, yeah. And so we were, he was, we were talking about why it says the town on the jerseys. And I, the reason why I bring this up is because I know that we have at least a good amount of listeners in San Jose, because that's what the stats tell me is that a lot of people from San Jose listen. So uh, I figured a lot of those people are probably Warriors fans. Um, and I said I uh, I was wrong, but I said the, the town was a nickname of San Francisco, I was guessing. I knew it was one of the cities there, but apparently the town is the nickname of Oakland and San Francisco's nickname is the city. Wait, when did the that. City Edition jerseys come out? In 2020? Maybe? Oh, you mean the year they left Oakland to go somewhere else? Oh, maybe before. You'd hope so. Right? Because wasn't that 20, 2020 oh, no. was their first year out of the Oracle? I think it was 2021 was the first year in Chase Center, I want to say. But uh, I think, you know, KD was definitely on the Warriors still when it said the town. So it had to have been 2019 at least. Yeah, that's fair. At, at latest. And I know for sure, I think in 2019... They were an Oracle. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. I think I'm guessing Chase Center, I'm pretty sure the first season there was 2021. If it wasn't 2021, then it was 2020. It was 2020 because there was like weird COVID junk. So it never was. It wasn't like a real season anyway. Well, 2020, the start of that season was normal. The start was until March. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we got like four months of normal. Five months of five Most of the season. Yeah. Like like basically just lost the last month and a half of the regular season. Was it March? Cause that's when the world shut down. Is that it was when March the 12th. Shut down? Okay. Yep. I remember the day finding out about it. <laughs> like, cause yeah, just a bad look that it was. Cause Rudy Gobert would have done that on the 11th then where he just started slapping microphones. Yeah. It was a day or two before. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Pretty wild. But anyways, uh, yeah, I just wanted to clear that up that yeah, it's the town is Oakland and the city is San Francisco. Okay. So moving on though, I don't think we need to spend any more time there. 
one thing that we wanted to talk about to open this episode up is some Joel Embiid stuff. We have a couple of topics actually for him, but one of those things being a video that I saw recently on Twitter that was uh, the whole 76ers team uh, being like, they're meeting with Deion Sanders, I believe at the university of Colorado campus. Um, and he was basically giving him like a coach prime talk or whatever. And he said to Joel Embiid, something along the lines of that he needs to play uh, against Nikola Jokic the next time they match up. Because for those who don't know, Joel has sat out and not even come to some of the most recent matchups, uh, namely in Denver. He hasn't played in Denver since a game that me and you were at in 2019. Uh, Brett Brown was still the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, right? Yes. Because that was the was. game when our friend Anthony screamed in the car. Mm-hmm. Like on this just, just this diatribe mm-hmm. yeah. that words came up. Uh, he was just very mad. Like, why is he here? Mm-hmm. And then Jokic hit a filthy game winner. Yeah. Filthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, the gist of his whole conversation, though, was like back in my day. Like I wanted I wasn't friends with the guy that I was like competing. Against. Like she's like Jerry Rice. I wanted Jerry. I didn't want it. I wasn't his friend. I was going to lock him up. And he yeah. talked about MJ a little bit in like the same sense that like he wanted like it wasn't like oh I've got to go cover him. Have you? I, they wanted to be against the best so they could beat the best as like mm-hmm. an, on an individual level. And then uh, he brought up a um, like the the he's like when I turn on my TV if this game is advertised Jokic and Bead paraphrasing this is not verbatim what he said but he's like if i turn it on then that's what i want to see yeah i want to see Jokic and Embiid. no one else is guarding the joker Embiid should be like that's that's it yeah and switches happen obviously he was being as a sports person he very clearly understands that like if you're running as a cornerback if he was running a zone he wasn't always only on jerry rice yeah Mm -hmm. like but the primary defender for jo- Nikola Jokic should be Joel Embiid if those two are matched up. And the NBA is advertising this as two MVP candidates duking it out in Denver. Yeah, Joel Embiid I, I, should not be watching from his couch in Philly with his son. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting because, I mean, I would prefer that, honestly, as a Nuggets fan, for him to be guarding Jokic just because I know that there's definitely a schematic advantage to having Joel Embiid as the off-ball defender. So it's just kind of funny that it's like, oh, you have to make it personal and he has to to guard Jokic in that. But that makes it easier for us because then the, the Jokic can play how he wants to play and distribute mm-hmm. without that um, giant Monster, yeah. source of rim protection on the yeah. weak side for the people that he's trying to play make to. Um, and, uh, speaking of giant source of rim protection, do you have anything else on this one? On the topic we're just on, like the whole Deion Sanders thing. Yeah, yeah. I was oh, just going to say that. I, I was just going to say that it was interesting that, uh, like just how he looked right at him and like, it <laughs> <laughs> was like you better play against Jokic because I was I wasn't really thinking about it from the standpoint of like the def- defense part, but more mm-hmm. so just like actually playing. Yeah, in the games just against being there. Yeah. yeah, uh, and that that part of it was just like. Wow, that he got really <laughs> direct, um, and I, it felt like it was pretty awkward in the room 
it, um, in that moment. It, it just kind of felt like everybody was like turning and looking at uh, at Embiid and were like wanting to see his reaction. Yeah. But anyways, though, you were you brought up a tangent. Um. Oh yeah. Speaking of uh, elite rim protection, you know who didn't have elite rim protection? Uh, during well, they should have, but they just didn't the way they played. Team USA. And you know what oh. they're going to have in this next Olympics? Elite rim protection because Joel Embiid is playing for Team USA, which is as opposed to Cameroon or France, which he's a citizen of both. He's chosen to play for Team USA yeah. for his mm-hmm. son is what his reasoning was. That was his reason. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Like when he like his, the way he described was like, um, my son's a U.S. citizen, was born in the U.S. and I want to show him that I want to. I want something for him and for his country, just because I have a bunch. Or obviously, this is not the Joel Embiid direct one. He probably yeah, didn't say, yeah, yeah. "I mm-hmm. have a bunch." But the gist of it was like, "I'm going to do it for my son." Yeah, which is where he was born, and that's where he was and born. I want to win one for him. I think he also mentioned something about all of the his friends in the league. It's like he wants to play with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just kind of surprised me. From like, if Cameroon were to make like qualify, which is not guaranteed yet. They still have to, they have the chance to, but uh, they would have to play their themselves into that. It's just kind of surprising to me that if they did qualify, that he still wouldn't play for them. Cause I was thinking like the USA and France decision was more so like if Cameron's so not he an could. option. Yeah. So he could play mm-hmm. in an Olympics. Yeah. Um, Cause that's the thing with the NBA guys is a lot of these teams have to qualify without their NBA guy because mm-hmm. the NBA guy's, playing basketball in the nba so yeah. like greece has to like cobble together enough to get to the olympics before the cavalry known as the antetokounmpo's roll up unless they are really really good in in fiba like, like if they, serbia if, if they, they win don't the need world Jokic cup to be there yeah if they win the world cup or if they win the euro cup either one of those then they are automatically qualified but if they don't get any like so france well, that, no, that's a different reason why they're automatically qualified because they're the host team. Yep. So they're autom- they automatically qualify. Otherwise, they wouldn't have because they got out so early in this well, year's FIBA. They also got a rough group, but yes. Yeah. And didn't um, play great, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, that's why I feel like pe- people put a little bit too much emphasis sometimes on the whole FIBA thing, like how the people, how teams perform. Because it's like, it's so much more variable. Like it's so the games are shorter and there's only one of them and the ball's different and there's one of them and it's not. And I've, I think I already ranted about how people on Twitter were like USA lost to Germany in basketball. Like, yeah, by two points. And also any one of the worst games they played in the entire tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the 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 shooting numbers from that. Well, the worst game they played was hundred. It's hard to say that's the worst. Like they put up 111 points. They made in the most minutes. dumb mistakes in the Germany game. Yeah. Is is that a better wording? No, of no, it? for like, sure. For sure, but it's just like crazy that you would lose a game that in 40 minutes you put up 111 points. That's yeah, insane. That is wild. Um and then also the Lithuanian game was like if I don't care who you are you're you have a you're going to be put in a position where you're ha- you have to dig yourself out of a hole in a game mm-hmm. if the other team starts nine for nine from three. No, the uh, Lithuania 
all of them were J.R. Smith at his peak heat for 30 of the 40 minutes of that game. Yeah. Like, they just were like, oh, I am going to take this shot from Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, uh-huh. and it's still going in. Yeah, there's the can't hard, stop me. The hottest start in FIBA World Cup history. And just 20s, not free points. They earned them. Obviously, they made the shots, but just 27 points. Just just bank yeah. it. Just count it. Uh-huh. All of them <laughs> in the first quarter, <laughs> which is insane. But uh, yeah, it's just things like that is the reason why the NBA does it right by having series um, to decide the, the winner. Is it's a much better way of deciding who's the better basketball team is to have series to eliminate like flukes and things like that. So yeah, I think Team USA. I guess what I'm saying is Team USA. I feel like would do would fare a lot better, or you would also you would just get the better team as the as the victor more often in FIBA if you played a little bit more of a series style um, than the way they do. But. Not saying I I feel like they need to do that because I'm fine with the way they do do it, but I just wish people would like see it more as what it is, which is a little bit of a chaotic, messy, like fluky thing instead of like the real like who's who's the actual best team. Because a lot of times that's not who ends up winning or at least enough for it to be like an issue. (laughs) Anyways, though, I think that. Oh, yeah. And I guess going back to Embiid being on team USA. I mean, it's interesting. I don't love it. Um, like it's cool, obviously like getting a, a talent like him to play for team USA, but I think it might be just that, like we already have so many good players to start with that. I'm like, Hey, take it. Like I, it doesn't feel right to me. You know what I mean? Like, Cause it's LeBron Curry, KD Embiid are the guarantees Everybody assumes Kawhi. Dame, Tatum, and Kawhi. Kawhi is a guarantee also. Or he said sa- he would. He said he would, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, Aaron Gordon also said he would, for what it's worth. Drew Holiday said that, or is being pursued, according to this tracker. Mm-hmm. I honestly think Brent Aaron Hill. Gordon would be a really good Team USA player. Because, like, you just need those, like, you need players like that sometimes that aren't, like, that the aren't, stars. Aren't, yeah. I feel like he would be a good one. But anyways, uh, that that's just interesting that he's going to be playing for Team USA. If we don't get gold, again, like I just said, if we don't get gold, it doesn't mean everything in the world because any team can win. Any Basically, any team can be any other team in a one-game-off, like one-game scenario, yes. one-game sample. That's just how that works. So, But I would think that we would probably get the gold with this roster. Hopefully that's what happens. But uh, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not super in favor of Joel playing for team USA, just from the standpoint of like, I I'd, I'd like to do it with just the actual USA players, but that's just me. And Jacob's wearing his USA hat for those watching on video. Oh, very on brand. I have like three hats. Yeah. <laughs> the other one's not down here, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, without further yeah. ado, though, does that wrap up everything before we hop into the game? Uh, hop into, not the game, but the rapid fire. Uh, Dylan Brooks, after getting ejected in a preseason game because he punched Daniel Tyson in the nuts, uh, wants to be called Dylan the villain. He said that he Sports Center legitimately tweeted a picture of him, like, yeah, I saw the, him, the oh, okay, I thought you were the saying, camera, like yeah. it's like a photo shoot of him, like, 
and he said, I'm Dylan the villain. <laughs> Let me find the exact quote. Interesting. Uh, before I, uh... <laughs> I mean, I believe it. That seems like Definitely. a very him thing to do, but I want to. I want to make sure it wasn't. I saw it. I want to make sure it wasn't not Sports Center. Is more what I want to do before I, because that also seems like something that the not Sports. Nope, it's real. Okay, my name is Dylan the villain. Hmm. And then just Can him, I like it's like a close up. Hold on, let me see if I can recreate it. For those watching video, this is what his face looks okay, like. Okay, you're doing that. Okay. It looked like you were looking for something. <laughs> no, no, this is this is what he does. Okay. He looks like this. So, like, he's got light only on half of his face. And then he goes, my name is Dylan the Villain. Nice. Also, uh, everyone got a little bit of a, a preview of our advanced lighting techniques here in the uh, yeah. Hoop Theory Studios. Mm -hmm. um, but the uh, that and also City Edition jerseys. There's been potential leaks for the Boston Celtics. I think I sent Logan the pictures. Um, one of them's mm -hmm. a mock-up and one of them's like, so it looks like they're bird era warmups. They wore these like baggy warmups with this font on them, I think is what it's supposed to look like. And further proving every other year would be great. Mm -hmm. So you, oh, you don't like these? Is that what you're saying? The green ones? Yeah. Not a, not a, not a big fan. I don't know. I'm assuming you'll throw them up on the video side. Yeah, of things. I, I will. Uh, um, so it's the green ones with the uh, Boston that's very curved and the like tan. It's not, okay, so it's not the I'm trying to figure out where this font came from. It's not the Larry Bird warmups like I thought it was now that I'm looking at that. Okay. But it's still something that you don't like. I don't love it, especially if they just randomly pull the font out of the hat. That is the comic sans of basketball fonts. <laughs> Why? Comic Sans. I mean, it's not it, that goofy. It's just, I mean, I it's such a, like, very non-offensive jersey. Like, I'm not saying it's good at all. It's just not, I don't see anything that's, like, terrible about it. It's just, like, very plain to me. But it's, it's not as bad as, like, the Chicago one. No, it's I'd not say an it's, atrocity to mankind. I'd say it might I, be even a little bit better than one that you've said you liked, which is the new Mavericks one. I, I kind of like the this Boston one a little bit better personally. Um, if it was in white, I think I'd like it. Oh yeah. What's that other picture? It looks like there is a white thing. Uh, that's just in a, in a bag. This is not any kind of real leak. This is just what Celtics Twitter has been. Cause everybody's confused because the season is in 13 days and we've had no word on city edition jerseys. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just, just confusing. Yeah. Just want to know. Yeah. And uh, you also said recently that you saw, you've watched a couple Celtics preseason games and oh. you're, you're ecstatic. Oh. You're pumped. Is it the Porzingis stuff? Is that why or just it's, everything? It's all of it. It's just all of it. It's Drew doing Drew things. Then it's mm -hmm. like Porzingis, like you'll miss Marcus, but it's okay. As he just opens up with a thunderous dunk. Just... Mm. Has, Drew then, has Drew started yet? I think he has two of the three. Because okay. none of the starters played against the Knicks. And that is when we saw Jordan Walsh cooking. Oh, I know that Drew didn't start in the first game. That's all I know. Oh, maybe he didn't start. I, I, didn't, I was not able to catch 
like live yeah. right away. I just kind of a lot of people were surprised by it, but I, Missoula said it was because he just joined the team after they had already started like training camp. Ago. Like it had not been as yeah. long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is big fan of Peyton Pritchard coming off the bench. I think his contract is going to look like a steal if he gets the volume. Um, and I think he is going to be a good fit in Missoula system of being leaning more offense than defense and yeah. just having guys that are good at defense. Bench. So like, this is the thing is like the Celtics have always had guys that are good at defense, but their system was also defensively focused with the previous regimes. Yeah. And Missoula seems to be an offensive focused system, but the guys are just all good at defense, which is really funny. Like there's a world that our worst defenders, Jalen Brown. Like in, in the lineup. Yes. And our starting five, like there's a world where he's our worst defender. Yeah, I mean, Drew. Honestly, like, I think he might just, be. That's just wild. Yeah, it is. That's very wild. Because he's not like he definitely his defense has definitely gone down since he got, into, but he's still a very good defender. He yeah. just gets too focused off ball. Is like that's what I'm saying. Is there's just that many good. There's a world where every single Celtic gets an all NBA defensive team vote, just a vote. That might be true. Which is yeah. awesome. That is he's awesome. Just, Awesome. You, you somehow always have just a great defense. Oh, and it brings me joy to no end. Yeah. But I would what you were saying about sorry. sorry I was going to say what, what you were saying about the Missoula thing is f- funny because I do agree with you that he seems to have a better offensive system uh than defense. Um and it's funny because when they were when he was an assistant coach with the Celtics, he was the defensive coordinator, or defensive coach or whatever. Um and Will Hardy was the offensive coordinator <laughs> and like what I see as them as head coaches, what I see like the most prominent or what I'm most impressed by from their coaching acumens is the complete reverse of that. Also, and like, I almost wonder if it was like, uh, they're just like the three guys that they had in their coat. There's a lot more than three guys on the coaching staff, but like Ime as the head, then you had yeah, Missoula the and Hardy. Row. That's like, so that's a, a pretty solid three yeah. to have. And so, like, it's almost like they were working on what they needed to work on just to be a better coach. Mm-hmm. Not oh, even yeah. what they that's were true. technically best at. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. just Joe Mazzula is a psychopath. <laughs> He's just a psycho. Apparently, <laughs> uh, the trade got figured out with the front office. And instead of, like, First text to Drew wasn't, hey, man, glad to have you a part of the squad. He sent him film to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard um, about that. Did you watch just, uh, Joe Mazzula on JJ Reddick's podcast? I watched little bits of it. Me too, yeah. Uh, my favorite line was, if it was a one seed and we lost to an eight <laughs> seed, I wouldn't be here. Well, coach, hate to break it to you. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. I think if they would have been swept or like, like if they would have lost in five even, and they didn't like fight claw back to game seven. Mm-hmm. I I think there would have been like an actual more of a conversation. But I do agree with it. What he's saying though, if like he would have actually got the one seed, so they're playing Miami first round, and oh, they lost. Yes. They lost the way the Bucks did. Then I do yes. think he would have been fired. I I do agree with him. Yes. No. And yes. Mm. But it was, it was funny that JJ was like, "Well, I mean, I hate to break it to you, but you did lose to the eight seed." <laughs> 
It was just, yeah, in the third round of the playoffs, which is a little different at that point. When Once an eight seed makes it that far, it's hard to be like, oh, you well, lost to the eight seed. They're just not an eight seed. Like, yeah. If an eight seed gets that far, mm-hmm. they're not the eighth best team in your conference. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. plain and simple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was – I'm I'm banner 18, so I think I know what I'm going to do with this wall behind me. I'm going to hang replica little baby banners across the top. Lil Baby? Like, like the li- rapper? No, Little Baby Banners. Like, oh. <laughs> like sorry, like <laughs> replica so banners of what they got in TD and like rings and those across the top. And then uh, when a player is no longer placed for the Celtics, I'll put his jersey in a shadow box. Oh, and a shadow box? Is that what you called it? Yeah, that's what they're called. What is, what, what is, that's what what is called? Is like that those, like a like, thing? Those like deep boxes that get hung on walls that have jerseys that sit in them. Oh, shadow I'm box. worried they're okay. not called shadow boxes. I'm I, almost I mean, positive. It's not like I know. I wouldn't know what they were called. They are shadow boxes. Okay, that makes yeah. it feel better. Makes um, sense. But we're just like black and it's like just. Yeah. And I just, just thought that was one of your invented like Jacob terms. Some Like sometimes you just a lot kinda, of those exist. <laughs> you throw two things together to describe something. Um, um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, interesting. That also the just the little baby banner thing was. I was like, <laughs> was so confused. It's like I didn't little even know little sized you, miniature banners. Yeah, I don't also really like care the about like, little baby. Yeah, little because little baby is that the or no, that's the baby. No, okay, yeah, who's little but, baby then? Uh, he's the guy that had talked. He's he has a his voice is auto tuned. Little baby, or is that no, the baby? No, 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 he doesn't do that. Um, I don't know who, what you're referencing. That might be a da baby thing, but Lil Baby is like, oh, I know exactly from Atlanta. who Lil Baby is. I know exactly who this is. He's really small. He, his uh, um, his voice is it's so repetitive. Like, I this is kind of a hot take. A lot of people, a lot of rap fans like Lil Baby. I'm less of a Lil Baby guy than most people, just because his the auto tune, like the way he he has his voice set, is just so always the same, and it's just mm-hmm. kind of like. I don't. It's not. It doesn't do it for me the same way like a future or like a Travis Scott even. Uh, some of their those guys' voices. Okay, I know but, a lot of little baby songs now that I am like yeah, looking, I'm sure you yeah you definitely do. Drip too hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the one that I saw that I was like him and Gunna are like a dynamic duo. Um, he also has that once and needs song with Drake. Um, but yeah, go hard. That's a little baby. Apparently, that's a new one. Yeah, I'm yeah. not like a, I'm not a giant rap guy. Uh, yeah, I guess people probably know that because I said shout out to Martine McBride like three episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, true. So I they probably aren't that. like, yeah, this guy really messes with forty two yeah. Doug. Also, you had a forty two Doug. <laughs> um, also, you had a, a take about Drake in one of those episodes where you 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 said. Uh, New Drake sucks. Old Drake is awesome. No, you said Drake doesn't have any good songs that he doesn't feature somebody else on. <laughs> uh, I you like name a good song that Drake doesn't feature somebody on. <laughs> but yeah, but the top the top ten songs in Drake's catalog, seventy percent of them have a feature. Yeah, that's probably true. But also, a lot of rap songs have features. Also, some of the Drake features are like don't feel fair because it's like, oh, you got Lil Wayne, Eminem, and who's the other guy on that song? Kanye. Kanye. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 
Yeah. That song is bound to be pretty good. Yeah. No matter who the fourth person, it could be me. And I feel like it's, it'd yeah. still be like, yeah, that song goes hard. Yeah, that's true. I hate the one verse from that fat white kid, but that's a pretty good song. Yeah. Also, Drake, he he kind of like uh, style has like, changed. He he steals other people's styles. I shouldn't say steal because it's not like I don't think he's not doing. He's claiming to do anything that he's not. But he's just like when he has artists on songs, he kind of just does he their style. Their, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't like reinvent kind of, you know, he doesn't put his own twist on things. He just kind of like, try, he jumps up, jumps on their style, their vibe. Their vibe. And does that. Yeah. Like the new, his new album, the Yeet song. Um, is pre- I actually, I, I kind of like it. There's, but uh, yeah. I, again, another guy that I, I, I wouldn't say Yeet is a better artist than than little baby not saying that but i enjoy him as a vocalist a little bit more than i do little baby it's probably a hot take to be honest but uh for those of you who have zero clue what i'm talking about we can move on to uh more basketball um if you're ready for that it looks like jacob's listening to something right now i don't yeah i need to stop my music i just realized it was playing after we were talking I could hear it, but I it just looked like I could tell just by based you on your face. You couldn't hear it, or you could? Could you I hear it this whole time? No, I could okay. not hear it. I was just saying that I could tell based on your face that you were. It could look like you were hearing something else that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have been this whole time. Yeah, this whole uh, time, this whole thirty-eight minutes. Yeah, I've been. Oh. I need. It was low, but okay. I needed to turn it off so when yeah. we actually got into the juice. I so, thought you were uh, listening to shout the out to Yeet song. <laughs> no, shout out to a uh, story of the year, the antidote. That was a song that was just oh. playing when I stopped the music. All right. Um, next up, if I hit skip, uh, bad bad Leroy Bo- bad bad Leroy Brown by Jim, and I don't know how to say his last name. Oh, Croak, just, I thought you were going to say Jim. Crochet, crochet, C R O C E. Jim Croak, oh. Croak, Croak, Croachy, 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 maybe that sounds right. Croachy, probably Croachy, actually. It's O-E, right? R-O-E. Uh, C-R-O-C-E, Croachy. Oh, there's not an E after the O. No. Uh, a lot of times it's weird, but in a lot of names that have O-E after each other, it's A. Don't know why, but. For French. Is that French? Yeah, like Joe. What? It's- yeah. I had to get pronunciation. It's Croce. Oh. Yeah. I thought that was like a Polish or Czech thing or something. E-O goes A. O-E. Like O-E. Jim Beheim or Ezra Koenig from Vampire oh, Weekend. Oh, yeah. That's for sure like Czech. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna, When you said it was French, I was like, the rest of the name does not sound French usually. Because I was thinking like, for some reason, not the A sound, my brain broke and was like, um, it might be in French too. No, but, but French is like Joe Burrow. Like he had one game where his jersey it wasn't B U R R O W. Oh, it was e- B U R E A U X or whatever. Yeah, E A U X. I think that's Creole. I don't even know if that counts as French, but same idea. No, yeah, no. Creole is okay. All all Creole means. I we're going into a bunch of different pockets here today, but Creole it literally means. We're not just, really looking forward to this division. Yeah, not as much as last episode, but. Sorry if you're a fan of a team in the Southwest Division, but not a, not a whole lot of fun. Yeah. 
but so Creole means that it's a language that is a mixture of European, uh, European language with an African language. A lightweight markup language. What? So Creole is classified as a lightweight markup language, which is also a term of a simple human markup language is an unobtrusive syntax. Wow. If you look up Creole definition, I think it will say that it's European. Pretty sure it's an African mixed with a European language. Specifically. A person of, oh, that's a Creole, is a person of mixed European and black descent, especially Mm. in the Caribbean. That derives from the word being described for a language. A mother tongue formed from the contact of two languages through an earlier pigden stage. I hope these were... Pigeon. pigeon. Yeah. I I know I know a decent amount of about language. So <laughs> that was I've a watched daglemut. videos about that was a daglemut moment. <laughs> yeah, no. A pigeon language is like a very simplified form of a language because of like slaves and people who were in an area that didn't they were all from like different places, so they used like a common language to communicate with each other that they didn't know themselves. So they had to Which make it very, very simplified. Yeah. So that's what a, a grammatically simplified is. form of a language used for communication between people not sharing a common language. Yeah. Pigeons have a limited vocabulary, some elements of which are taken from local languages and are not native languages, but arise out of language contact between speakers of other languages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's fast. Language is a fascinating thing. But uh, yeah, because like, <laughs> like caveman <laughs> noises turned uh-huh. into this language that we're speaking yeah. with words like defenstrate. Yeah, and this language that we're speaking, there's some like really weird places in the world where they speak it in a really weird way that you wouldn't like assume. But it's yeah, like apparently we live in the spot of the world where we speak it just boringly. Yeah, true. Like, we like like it's not the mo- the way our accent isn't how it sounds. It's that we say things weird. Yeah, like no for sure. That's a thing. Oh, that, like a phrase. Yeah, like yeah, like, yeah, like no for sure. Yeah, like um. In Liberia, I'm very bad at it. Yeah, in Liberia, they speak English because this is another fascinating thing that Li- Liberia is a country that was founded by America, uh, where it's like re- for reparations reasons. So, yep. like, they sent a slaves. Colony. Yeah, yep. so they sent slaves back to Africa to colonize a, a country, um, and so they are still very like American influenced. Like, they have a lot of American stuff in their culture, but they speak English there. But they have a very unique like twist on it like their own mm-hmm. dialect and like because of the di- divergence a couple hundred years ago or whenever that was that they sent them 1830s over there. or 1820s yeah so library is a very interesting deal mm-hmm. but so since that's back when the, that divergence happened uh there's some weird things in their link like the words they use that are very old-fashioned to us but like they still use them like they say vexed instead of like angry or annoyed like oh. vex is a very common word. Like they say, like this is that's vexing. What British me. people say, like I'm vexed, blood. I feel like that's the oh, thing that I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a British. That sounds yeah. like a British word. I also probably shouldn't say blood, but I feel like they say blood, right? That's yeah. the thing I British mean, people say, say. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they go like, "Good day, governor." Blood. It, blood. <laughs> I don't. I, I they say bloody also, but like as a, a um, yeah, adjective. But uh, yeah. Anyways. Um, this all started because you said, yeah, burrow, the, that spelling is, is French. Like it's called Creole because the way the he's from Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. But that, he's not, the, he's from Ohio. His family's from. Yeah. I Nebraska. He was playing in at yeah. LSU. Yeah. Louisiana state university. Yeah. 
So, yeah, Bobby Boucher's the home of Bobby Boucher. <laughs> that didn't register to you at all. No, uh, no, but Bobby the, Boucher didn't go to LSU. No, I meant Louisiana, like just oh, the state of Louisiana. I was saying it too literally. I was like, oh yeah, that, that did not take place at LSU. The, yeah, that that was a a fake, a fictional. College. It was a fake because they were the Mud Dogs. Yeah, the Mud Dogs. They were the, the. Oh, I think it was like Central Louisiana State or something like that. I, I think there was multiple modifier words in it. Uh, Waterboy School. No, I think it's just the University of Louisiana, which no, doesn't exist. I don't think it was. It, it, it had like a bunch of words in it. I'm pretty sure. Um, South Central Louisiana State University yeah, Mud Dogs. That's yep. Yeah, that's what it was. But uh. Anyways, all right, finally, now to move on, try to blast through these teams pretty quickly. <clears throat> um, we're going to go through the all the teams in the Southeast, Southwest, actually, division, um, look at their over-unders for regular season win totals, give our picks over-under on each of those, one point for each one we get right, one point subtracted from us for each one we get wrong. We get one lock per division, which will turn that, selection into be being worth three points instead of just one good or bad yep also we get one stay away per division so that's the one we what you probably want to use that on the one you're least confident about so it doesn't affect you either way anyways without further ado let's jump into the final division in this series as we're wrapping up getting into the season now i um, believe it's almost here it is it feels nice though um no i'm very excited yeah because my nfl season's turned yeah, makes sense, <laughs> honestly. But yeah, so starting off with the first team al- alphabetically by location, we got the Dallas Mavericks. And they, last season, they um, finished with a record of 38 and 44 as they stumbled down the finish line down, or down the stretch of the end of the season last year, uh, missing the playoffs. And they that put them a game under my floor for them, actually. Oh, this was yeah. a team that missed it. Mm-hmm. So my ceiling was 56 wins. My reasonable prediction was 48, and my floor was 39. And they ended up winning 38 games. But, uh, you know, to, I guess, uh, in my defense, they did actually tank at the towards the end of the season once they were like, oh, we probably won't this be able to This is not going well. Yeah. yeah. So they just forfeited the rest of the season, basically. Um, also, I was not anticipating them completely gutting their roster to go trade for Kyrie Irving, but they did that. Yeah. Um, so now they have to make the best of that situation. But uh, so there's a couple of reasons for that, I think. And uh, but yeah, still not feeling great about this team though, uh, moving forward. And that's why their line is at 44 and a half, um, which is a little high, I think. <laughs> From then I might face. pop my lock immediately. That's yeah. crazy. I honestly, I was thinking about it. Um, Luca looked great in the off season, or not in the well in the off season, but I meant in FIBA, yeah, FIBA World Cup. Like he just looked like, I don't know. He looks like he might be coming into his best season of his career. MVP um, Luca. I don't know if he'll the team. I don't think the team will be good enough for him to win MVP. Which um, is a bummer. Yeah. But uh, he's definitely yeah. up there, though, for the main candidates. Like, he's in the top five, I'd say. Yeah. Well, 
they did a couple things. I didn't love that they paid Kyrie, but I like that more than just losing the asset. We've had in-depth conversations about, as opposed to just losing all of these things, like you poured a bunch of assets into this thing instead of just losing it, mm-hmm. paying a lot for it as just whatever. Um, and that's not like that much money. For I what they paid for Kyrie. Yeah, it's not max, um, which is, I mean, like Kyrie Irving talent-wise is a max level player. If he is. plays 70 yeah. games. But because but of he, the, there's, the crap you have to put up with, you don't want to pay He's him. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they got Seth Curry, which I think is maybe sleeper sleeper signing of for the sure. year. Uh, I agree. Like on like a, a prove it type of contract. I don't know why he didn't go prove it for a team that could go win a title, but shout out to Steph Curry. Uh, Seth Curry. Excuse yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas uh, is a familiar place, though, for him. He's had some good success yeah. there. Um. But they've got like a couple other pieces. Tim Hardaway Jr. still there. Uh, I think da- and didn't Dante Exum come back? They got Grant Williams. I think he did actually. Now that you're no, I think that. Dante Exum because he had a really good year in Portugal. Is that where he played? I have no Spain. idea. Spain. Yeah, maybe Europe. I know I'm he played pretty... in the Euro League, and I know that. Yeah, but he had a very good year in the Euro League and is in the NBA again. And I think it's for Dallas. Yep, he is on this roster. Um, that would be correct. But then you've got like Sean Holmes is on this team. It's a decent addition, honestly. Who else? Markeith Morris. Um, oh, uh, Grant Williams. They uh, got Grant Williams. Yep. And I, I don't think that's going to be this giant needle mover thing necessarily. He'll be a starter, um, though. He, he's going to be. Yes. A, yeah. He will be their starting power forward, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a nice, strong body, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I still got Josh Green. I think is a nice young player who's been developing. Um, who's their rookie? Derek. Li- they have two rookies. So Derek Lively was their lottery pick at twelve, and then uh, Olivier Maxence Prosper was their pick in the twenties, okay. I believe, early twenties. Because yeah, I, I knew they had two firsts. Yeah, and he's oh. listed as a power forward, I guess, which I thought he was not that big, but. Um, that's interesting. And Reggie Bullock is still on this team. Too. It says Boban, but is Boban back? That'd be awesome. I don't know. Yeah, he will. Wait. He's on the roster on Track. When I click on his contract, it says it's with the Rockets. Oh, because they, they, okay. They must have picked him up while he was on waivers. So Dallas, Dallas probably stole him from the waivers when because the Rockets waived him. I knew that, or I didn't know that they waived him. At least I just it knew that he was on the team. It has not been updated on Basketball Reference as of yet. Oh, I de- where would it be updated? Like, I guess there's no stats for it recorded yeah. yet. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But on yeah, on Spot Track, he's on he's on the Mavs. So that's usually the place that has it first as Spot Track, from my experience. Um. I think Jonathan Williams is might be, or Matthew Mayer is also on their training camp roster. Those guys are rookies. Um, I I just don't forty four and a half. I'm gonna lock under like getting. I just don't. That just seems just. Oh, someone has to lose. Yeah, sorry. I'm looking at the Rockets. Um, roster right now. I don't know how that happened. We'll talk about them and be looking at the roster but in a that, couple minutes. So, yeah, Boban is not on the Mavs. 
Okay, that'd be he, cool. Yeah, and the other guys I just said are also not on the Mavs. I don't know when it switched from Dallas to Houston, but at one point I was looking at the Dallas roster. Josh Green for sure is. A, yeah, so I was saying a lot of Dallas players. Prosper then, is also. Yes, yeah. So it was okay. some point bef- between, I don't know when that happened, but it did and I didn't notice. Um, but yeah, so the rest of the guys on this, this team, though, they have Derek Jones Jr. Uh, is here. Jaden Hardy was a rookie from last year. Maxi Kleba, one of my favorite role guys in the NBA, is still here. Um, Triple Dirks. Yeah. So, like, it's not like a terrible roster, but the NBA is so good right now that this is not a good roster anymore. Ready, Adam? Primed for expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There was a time where, like, the best teams in the NBA had, like, two guys, and now the contenders have, like, four guys mm-hmm. that are could be first options on playoff teams. Yeah. Like that's like just a, a a thing. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. It's just everybody's so and also like the thing is like bad teams have so many guys that's like guys bad that you would, teams you would like to see on a team. In 2013, like bad teams are like fighting for a playoff spot. Like yeah. in the dark age of the NBA. Uh-huh. The Heatles NBA, like, where things seem to be at their lowest. They're fighting yeah. for a low playoff spot, and they're a terrible team in today's NBA. Yeah, yeah. And uh, honestly, like, it seems like every team has, like, with this new play, you know, the new play-in format, mm-hmm. having 10 teams in each conference that has the chance at the, post- at the postseason, um, it feels like, Every team that's within the grasp of like every team right now, other than Washington, I feel like is the only team. And maybe Portland, maybe, but no, even I them, they have cook. they and they have DeAndre dominating. That was something I wanted to mention in the intro. I forgot oh. about it though. That quote, uh, and he has a full bat tat back tat that says that. I don't know if you saw that dominating, dominating all the way across his back. I hope he goes crazy just just because of the like the story, like a movie. Mm-hmm. I hope he turns into. Peak of powers, Carl Malone. I don't even know. I hope he becomes the greatest player in NBA history. Yeah. Uh, And he changes. I want him to legally change his first or last name to Dominating. Really? DeAndre Dominating. That's what I want to happen. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's really corny to me. I didn't like that he said It's hilarious. I don't know. It's just, and the full back tat is just like, wow. Sick. He is committed. Apparently, famous people, rich people, are now getting in, uh, local anesthesia and anesthesia. Yeah, local anesthetic or whatever. Get knocked out cold, mm-hmm. sleepy because of medicine. Get full like sleeves in one session, like a bunch of different tattoo artists working on back tats and all that stuff. Because I guess wow. Russell Wilson did that for like an arm sleeve or a back tattoo or something. Huh. But you got to be like crazy rich because you got to pay like a medical person to come knock you out with fentanyl yeah <laughs> makes sense that's kind of crazy um but yeah so you're going to all right did you say you wanted to lock your under or are you just gonna... i'm gonna I'm, go, I'm gonna lock my under i think because i also wonder my my worst case scenario is the lakers go oh d'angelo russell and rui hachimura do magically perfectly equal to Kyrie's contract mm-hmm. and i think that makes the mavericks better yeah, losing Kyrie obviously hurts, but like it lets Luca just be Luca, and gives him Rui to work with, 
yeah. which I think and could work pieces. very mm-hmm. well. Um, and so that's like worst case scenario for me locking the under, but it's just hard to win games in today's NBA. Somebody has to lose. I feel like I've had a lot of overs and I've had to like force myself into unders, but this one feels like a comfy under for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I, and I, I, obviously it's not locked until we, uh, hit end recording, but I'm going to, I'm going to lock my under right now for the Dallas Mavericks, 44 and a half. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Definitely. See why? See the reasoning why there. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna join you with an under. I don't know if I'll lock it yet. I was thinking about even maybe using my stay away here, but I feel like it is a pretty pretty easy under. Um, I feel like stayaways on bad teams are way easier because like a bad team could have like a good week and it just messes everything up. Yeah, that's very true. But yeah, I think that'll probably do it for the picks for Dallas. I mean, Luca. Like if I guess their chance at going over this line would be Luca is just going insane mode plays basically every game. Um, and it's all working perfectly for them. But the more I even talk about it, the more and more, it seems like it's, ju- it's not going to go. I might join you on the lock to be honest. It just seems crazy. Yeah. Luca is good. He's that good, but they gutted their team to get Kyrie Irving. Yeah. If they would have not- gutted their team to get Deandre dominating. Yeah. I've been like, that's a little weird, but it fits schematically better than, hmm, what's, we have this guy that is a generational ball hander, ball distributor. Who should we go get to pair him up with? Oh, I know, one of the best ball handlers of all time. Mm-hmm. Taking the ball out of the hands. And I know that people were mad at me because I clowned on the sun saying there's only one basketball. Uh, but when you need primary ball handlers, it seems weird to collect two of the best ones in the NBA. Just seems weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, and pay I, them both like that. Mm-hmm. Um it's not like yeah, it's not it's definitely not a complimentary fit. Um, I wouldn't say that. Like I think Kyrie makes a little sense, like how he played off James Harden wasn't bad. Cause like Kyrie's more of like he's almost like a shooting guard in a way that like isn't like the guy that's carrying the ball up the court and like running a lot of actions. It's basically like Oh, he's the guy that gets the ball swung over to him and he's like going to finish the play. Like he's going to just dance with it and create something in ISO. Um, sorry, you were going to say something? I just am like, I feel like that, but that's not what Kyrie does. He's adapted. I'm not saying any taking anything away from how he's adapted as a player and done things. And they've made it work the best they could. But I feel like they're only getting... 80% of what Kyrie can do. And I think it's making Luca less effective than what he could be. Like you're taking two all time and getting 160% combined out of it as opposed to a full 200% if that analogy makes sense. You're yeah. diminishing the efficiency of both of them. I I don't know if I, w- I would agree on that. I think that they don't, I don't, I would agree with you that I don't think they complement each other. It's not like Luca being paired with a roller like a Anthony Davis or a Giannis or something like that. But like, that's match made in yeah, the heaven of that like yeah. makes both of them better. Yes. But this is like more of just like, Oh, when you don't have Luca on the floor and also in sets where like you can conserve Luca a little bit or like um, a, a broken play type scenario. Like there's not really a better guy in the league Just swing the ball over on a broken set than Kyrie Irving. Like that's kind of like his, his, a happy yeah. place <laughs> is like yeah. clock running down. Ha- he has to throw something up. Um, and Kyrie, we've, we've seen him. It's weird. I, I just made this connection now as we're talking about this, but 
it's weird how Kyrie has seemed to play alongside somebody like that through most of his career, really. Like with LeBron, um, he would, that's the way he played with LeBron is LeBron's the, yeah. you know, he's the primary ball handler. It's Kyrie's more of like the sidekick in a way. And that's how he was with the ball in uh, Brooklyn. James Harden yeah. dominated the ball. And now he has Luka. So Luka's the most ball dominant out of all of those guys so far. Um, I, I, not a huge margin, but yes. Because mm-hmm. like that was before LeBron went full, full, I'm point guard of LeBron. Yeah, and it was not I feel like he Houston really went, Harden. Yeah, I was like, I feel like I went, I feel like LeBron was point guard of LeBron when he got to LA. And Houston James Harden was like, I'm pretty much a point guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially. I mean, he might have even been listed as a point guard, shooting guard in fantasy yeah, I think, sometimes. I think he was on... I don't know about on fancy, but on the rosters, he, I think because I know there was a famous interview back then um, when they played on the, the on Brooklyn, where Kyrie said that James Harden's our point guard, I'm the shooting guard, like that. He basically said that word for word in an interview. Um, and that basically the reason why is kind of what I'm talking about is that Ky- Kyrie's not like the initiator, the guy running the sets, like a, a what you would think of as like the stereotypical point guard duties. Like Kyrie's more of like the bucket getter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which he does very good. Like, yes. <laughs> I, I feel like I hate on Kyrie all the time because of the whole like uh, Boston thing being the worst thing to happen to the Boston Celtics since. Yeah. Also, like the downside to Kyrie, I feel like there's a very big downside with Kyrie that is like, yeah, he's like make shots that almost nobody else on the planet can. And he can like get the toughest. He can create shots that like. Like, like don't make sense. Mind bending, you know? <laughs> yes. But the thing is, if you're running your offense like through that, like almost every play of the game, it's like he's not he's making like crazy shots, but your offense probably isn't going to be the most efficient when all of your shots are crazy shots. All of your shots are like very contested uh, off balance shots that you like are by for most players very ill advised. You know what I mean? Yeah, like even for Kyrie, it's hard for him to make those at a clip consistently. That is like an efficient offense every play. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just, like what Kyrie is really good at is a great thing to have in this scenario, like that, like I'm talking about at the end of a broken set, things like that. Because then your normal offense, the normal look that you your offense should create, that's not there anymore because you've already run your action and there's not time enough to to reset and get back into that. And if you if you need to just throw the ball out to somebody to get a look that is pass like at least passable, Kyrie is one of the best in the league at that. Um, but yeah, in terms of actually running a play to play offense for a whole season or a whole game, um, I don't think Kyrie is near as valuable in that as like what people perceive him as his value yeah. is over overall. Um, if that makes sense, that's kind of my take mm-hmm. on. Kyrie, it's, yeah. it's similar to a Jamal Murray thing. That's why I don't love Malone running Jamal Murray as the sole starter in the in the second unit because mm-hmm. Jamal kind of turns into a Kyrie <laughs> there, where it's like every play, it's like Jamal's creating a shot, and it's like, yeah, he's he can make some that are like insane, and he's it's impressive how good he is at it, but that's still not your best option for running an offense. Usually, is just looking for Jamal to pull something out of his ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but anyways, uh, that was a nice little thing we got into there. But I am going to join you on the lock. I think for now. <laughs> Moving on. Do we want watchability to... score before we move on? 
Uh, well, I'll just throw it out quick. Don't really care. Luka's going to be fun to watch. Gives him a baseline 5-0 regardless just because of Luka. After that, not a whole lot of interest. 5-3. Mm-hmm. I'll give him and a 5-8. So I don't slightly better, either. which is usually the trend. You just are higher on watching mm-hmm. most, most teams, teams yeah. than I am. Uh, best Mavericks jersey? Hmm. Um, I don't love the green ones, but I, I'm okay with the green, like where they use it as an accent. Like yeah. I like the 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 Dallas one. It's they're pretty recent, but like the three lines that spell like form the letters of Dallas. Um, I honestly don't think the Mavs have had that great of jerseys overall. I think for me, it might just be their. I, I, yeah, I think so. It's listed on the website I look at. It, last year's statement jersey, it's like just their dark blue. And it just says Mavs. Mm, yeah. Very boring, but I mm-hmm. like it. I like that one too, honestly. That was I was between that and the one I just said as my favorite, to be honest. Um, it's weird that they're both current too. I just feel like overall they haven't in their history. They have not they had – They just haven't good... any, had anything crazy. The, mm-hmm. the old um, – Dallas skyline Dallas jerseys were nice though, where it's like it says Dallas in like a, their Dirk era blue oh, strip. Yeah, those ones, and then I it's like darker those. with like the gray skyline of Dallas. Yeah, I think didn't they rock those in the 2011 range, or maybe they were that was after. But I do remember uh, Dirk's like according to my it's 15 to 17. Okay, so definitely not but, Fif- no 15 to 19. Yeah, but still. Uh, Still caught some Dirk years, though, for sure. Um, and, I think well, yeah. all of those were Dirk years, seventeen and nineteen, or fifteen, whatever you said. Uh, but the uh, other one that I'd like to just throw out there is the the gold one. Well, it's white with gold. Yep. I don't love it because I'm typically I'm like don't use not your colors. You know, I like teams. Yeah, using because we had a big color. debate about them using green, but I'm like that was their right, wasn't that you and me? That talked about how not like, on a podcast, but I think that was. Uh, yeah. I just remember because like green was their like old era main color was green and blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like their ways were green, in like the eighties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but anyway, moving past that, yeah, but yeah, the uh, white, white and gold though, I, I like them as a jersey just in general. It is crisp but... and clean. Doesn't yeah. feel great as a Dallas jersey, honestly. Agreed. Looking at it, if you put a different word there. I think it's like a pretty slick all-star game jersey. Oh, honestly. I like, I feel like that would be a pretty gosh darn crisp all-star game jersey. Yeah. And you just would put west or east instead of it. Uh-huh. I and do then do like a that. black alternate. That would be dope. Yeah. I do um, like that. Because it's just very plain. Mm-hmm. But also, oh, like, there, fancy. There's the Dallas skyline right above the tag on the bottom. Yeah. So that's a nice little touch. Looking yeah. at it now. but um. I guess you, for the video, you put all this stuff. You, like, flash a picture of it and we yeah. talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's Dallas. That was a long Dallas, but I think we had a good, like, basketball discussion about, like, just Luka and Kyrie and that whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, what team do we have coming up next in the Southwest Division? That would be the Houston Rockets, uh, the one of the other teams, I should say, in the state of Texas. Um, but their record last year was 22-60. and 60. Which I remember that they're over under, yeah. They so they didn't hit their over 
I don't think, because it was 22 and a half. But the year before that, their over-under was 27 and a half for some reason. And that, that was one of my locks uh, two locks years ago when, when we did this. Yeah, I locked the under on the on the Rockets. And that was very – that played out to be very true. I think they only won 20 games that year. Um, they struggled year, to get to 20. Mm-hmm. Like, I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, this this past year, though, they did win 22 games. Um, my reasonable prediction range for them, I had 27 as their ceiling. 20 as the sweet spot in the middle and then 10 as their floor. So they were slightly above the middle. Um, It's a big floor. That'd be brutal. Yeah. 10 was the lowest floor that I had, Um, but they weren't the only team that had it. I think the Utah jazz also had it. And I want to say the Pacers also had it Hmm. Um, because both those teams were looking like potential tankers entering the season last year, but it did not end up up cooking with a little bit of a little, little bit of Crisco. Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, looking at this year though, Houston Rockets, they have signed, uh, pretty notably, you know, signed some good NBA players heading into this season, uh, enough, uh, free agency with Fred Van Vliet, um, Jock Landale, uh, Dylan Brooks, um, Dylan, the villain to you, sir, Dylan, the villain. I apologize. Jeff green is on this team. Um, they signed, oh, wow. He got signed to eight mil. I didn't even. See that? That's more than he was getting paid in Denver. Um, it's just crazy. Wait, did you see no, how, just... Did you see his hair? No, I think he's. Oh, bald we didn't now. even touch on Jimmy Butler's hair. Oh, that's true. We haven't talked about that. He at does all. it again. I love it so much. Yeah, old Heat players are like it's just not Heat culture. But Jimmy Butler, because what they do I, is I they use the headshots. Did who spoke out about it? I think it was Gary Payton. Oh, well-known okay. Heat legend and cranky um, old man. <laughs> so, for those that haven't seen, Jimmy Butler showed up with a uh, looks like a guy that only listens to Taking Back Sunday, like just the most <laughs> most emo haircut. Yeah, um, man, I'm surprised. I guess maybe not only that. Taking Back Sunday. No, that was a, that was a really good. I wasn't expecting that spot of on a reference. I was expecting more like a very generic like Fallout Boy or you know something that's like really more pop than punk. You know, but no, that you, was they were. Like it you was got very actual, emo. Yeah, pop punk emo, yeah, for um, sure. But anyway, and he had like fake piercings or like a Were fake nose. Fake? I don't know if it if anybody it would actually real. If anybody would like, I think he always had earrings. I think. Oh yeah, he but has if anybody would pierce his nose and lip, yeah. for this and it would eyebrow. be Jimmy. I think Butler. his eyebrow was pierced, wasn't it? <laughs> You're right. But anyway, the reason that he does it is because the NBA uses these pictures. As they're like all picture season. all year. Mm-hmm. And so he had those crazy dreads last year. Which, uh, before you continue, <laughs> when I saw those pictures first pop up last year, the dread pictures, I thought they were, I didn't even consider the fact that they were real. You know how on Instagram, a lot of times you see those, like there's some pages that just post like really weird pictures of NBA yes. players with like very different hairstyles or something just to get people to like, click on it basically. Um, that's what I thought it was. Like I was, it didn't even look real to me, but apparently it was. Um, but then halfway through the season, Sports Center got irritated. And they just started using his 2K player. Yeah, portrait. Which, which 2K I, was the first because they also got irritated because in 2K they used those pictures also as the player. But <laughs> 2K changed it to like his player model, so like he wasn't a real picture. And then, like, like he was a rookie that didn't get scanned into the game yeah, or a it, picture that type of thing. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then <laughs> this year, I'd imagine it's never going to get used. It'll immediately be his 2K player model. Yeah, that's there's no way. 
It's I love the it's side the sides with him and uh, Andre Three Thousand from uh, Outcast. <laughs> you know, like the Hey Yeah music video. Where yeah. He has that straightened hair. Um, that was pretty good. But yeah, it's uh, I'm I like it just from the meme factor. Yeah, it's hilarious. It. Yeah. Um. So that's that's all I have to say about it. I guess. <laughs> uh, very entertaining. <laughs> Also, just the fact that he did it because, like, he was saying he was sad because of how they just they missed out on Dame and Drew Holiday, <laughs> which is just funny. Um, but and yeah. it was immediately go- he pierced his eyebrow for his middle of his lip and his eyebrow both looked pierced. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like I don't know how he gets it better. Like I don't know how he tops it again. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely going to do something wild next year. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. But like, um, what if he just shows up blonde or just thing? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like he went emo. Like he like straightened yeah. his hair. Fully, which yeah. if you did, if you've never seen Jimmy Butler's, what I would assume natural hair, not straight. No, not at all. It probably took like a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is just wild, but yeah, um, it's just awesome. Anyways, the reason why we started talking about this, Jeff Green. There's a picture of him, like so. I, he's like bald. Basically, just look up Jeff okay. Green bald. Media day. Okay. Yeah. At least it looks like in the picture he's either bald or has very short hair. Oh no, he's bald. Six sure. Oh no. Oh, he's got a shack hairline. He got it shaved really low. Maybe he went bald. Like he just shaved it off at some point. Yeah. And then had it start going back out. Uh-huh. But, like you can see, like it's Patches. lined up, but it's like up here. Yeah, I've got a big forehead, but it's like lined up up here. Yeah, um, he looks depressed that he's in Houston, honestly. Um, but uh, Michael Porter Jr. in his interview on Media Day, somebody asked him about like missing the vets, like Jeff Green and Ish Smith and and people, and then he like he opened up his answer with he was like, um, "Do you guys see uh, how how bald Jeff is?" <laughs> Like you, you just start talking about how Jeff Green is bald, but uh, yeah. So, anyways, he's on this Rockets team, though. Was the point of that? They have a lot of young guys too, though, with Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Jawari Smith Jr., Amen Thompson, um, Amen Thompson. Excuse me. Uh, I'm usually the the word or pronunciation police on that, but Jay Sean Tate, Alperin Shangoon, Tari Eason, Cam's uh, Cam Whitmore. Oh, Reggie Bullock is on the on the Rockets. That's I think that might have been part of why I ju- I just assumed I was still looking at the Mavs roster before was because Reggie Bullock was on it, but uh, he's on the Rockets actually, not the Mavs. It says Boban Marjanovic is still here, but he wasn't available to guess in Pirtle recently for me, oh. so I I assumed that he was not on the Gone. roster. But um, yeah, and then Aaron Holiday is also on this team, the youngest of the Holiday brothers. Um. But yeah, that's I guess that's the whole everything to note about the Rockets roster. Um, but their line did I say their line yet? It's thirty one and a half. Under is this, is this just a bunch of underlocks? I honestly is this whole world division, underlock? Yeah, I kind of like briefly put like my how I t- slightly felt about the pick before entering the episode on all of them, and I put under on all of them but one. Like I almost want to move my lock to here and just make my Mavs a regular under. 
I wouldn't stop you from doing that. The, them getting to 30 wins with and it's not like they didn't go get good players, they did. They just went and got the two most inefficient basketball players offensively yeah. mm-hmm. in the NBA. Mm-hmm. One and two yeah. from the three-point line. And not having like a real decent NBA roster around those guys and having the slack have to be picked up by other young guys that are what I would consider inefficient at this time in their careers. Mm-hmm. Feel like it's just going to be like, oh yeah, uh, people are going to break records of rebounding against this Rockets team. Someone's going to pull out a 40-burger for rebounds against this Rockets team because that's how many shots are just going up. Yeah. They do have pretty good shooters around Maybe them. Maybe it's domination. Maybe it's dominating. He's just going to show up. Oh, dominating. Yeah. And they're just going to be – he's just going to be cooking. He's going to be fighting for the – he's going to elbow Shangun in the nose. Just get out of here. Yeah. That's the one bright spot for this team. That's the only reason they're not a, a negative seven watchability for me. Yeah. They do have – like basically every player on the team outside of like Aaron Holiday and Reggie Bullock and maybe Boban. Like everybody else is like guys that I'm like, oh, they should probably be playing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, because they, they need to develop. Yeah. They need to be anywhere else in developing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like they like have, how do you trade away so James picks. Harden? Yeah. And like how do you – but like how – I don't – I just – I just – I don't know why. Well, how do you have James Harden? You get all these picks for him, and then you're like, "Let's bring in Dylan Brooks to take away playing time." Yeah, I mean they they what? had to they had to get to that money magic amount. number, obviously, of one twenty two point four. Why didn't you just sign him for a big amount for two years and then give your rookie guys their a big extension to get to your money amount? That's true. They did sign him for a four year deal. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. Van Fleet is not near as bad as Dylan Brooks. Dylan he's Brooks has a, a lot a of three year and with a team oh. option on the third year also, which I didn't know. Oh, before. So that's one. Honestly, with what they have personnel wise, opening up those spots, the Van Fleet spot will be good. Actually, yeah. no, just neither of the, it just, I know that you need to meet that magic number, but committing to Dylan Brooks for four years, unless yeah. you want your whole team to be, Dylan the villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me think of another one. I can't think of another like word for villain. Uh, menace. Uh, deviant. Dylan the deviant. No, I'm not for. I got to think of like. What? What? Al- Alperin the the havoc oh. causer. Like like all of them are just different villains. Oh, okay. it's not working. Villain oh. synonyms. I didn't know where you were going with that. But um, anyways, are you wanting to continue? Alperin, uh, okay. That doesn't really work. That's Brigand. Uh, Sengun the Goon. <laughs> Sengun the Goon. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm not going to say that one because I think it actually might be like truth to it. So I'm not going to say that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, the... So Jalen Green and uh, Jabari Smith Jr., I, you know, like Amen Thompson, Amen Thompson, Amen Thompson. Got to remember to say it like that. But yeah, all those guys, Shangun, Kim Whitmore, Tari Eason, like all these guys should be playing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who does get playing time on this roster. But I, I feel like 
32 wins is going to be a tough task for them. Uh, so I'm going to go under pretty comfortably. Um, and you want to move your lock to the under on the Rockets? I'll do it at the end because I feel like there might be more like ones I feel good about going low on because I don't look at the lines before. So Yeah, okay. But should but for now, though, on my notes, I'll just put it on the Rockets, though. Yeah, sure. If you've already deleted it from the maps, okay. that works. Cool. And then, because you wouldn't switch it back to the Mavs, would you? Or would probably would not? Okay, probably not. Sounds good. So that does it for Rockets. Watchability for the Rockets, I'd say like a f- four one two f- two four. Okay, makes sense. No, I, I no like watching young players. So like I like Shangun. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's that's what gets it at least somewhat okay but um yeah anyways on to rock uh, jerseys, the jerseys for the i rockets. guess again this isn't even good a good division from the uh jersey standpoint at least the northwest gave us just jersey or southeast, southeast gave us like some good jerseys us, except for miami Jesus. yeah but, but we had hornets and magic which are two great jersey franchises yeah um i'm going to go with their current blue stripes that they rock city editions, I guess. Yeah. They're like a throwback. Um, that they've had the, the past couple of years. Hakeem. Like the, no, the, um, I guess maybe Hakeem played in them at the end of his tenure. I was just thinking of as like the weird middle between Yao and. And Hakeem. Yao probably played in these. Yeah, I think both Hakeem and yeah, the the ones that are dark blue with the white dark blue with the and it's got like the planet that's a basketball yeah. and a rocket zipping around it. Yeah, I've definitely seen. I always Hakeem just think of the red Houston for Hakeem. I just what? Oh yeah, because yeah. that's when they won right? the red and yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, they have some. They've they've never had terrible ones. Uh, they have a pretty great Christmas one, the Curse of Christmas, because mm. they did like the light gold with the red. Um. And then they also did a couple that had Mandarin on it. Oh, yeah. I like that, Those too. were their first City Edition ones. Yeah. I honestly kind of liked those. I used to play with those on, like, put those on uh, in 2K to use them. Th- those ones are pretty good. I do also like another one of their recent throwbacks is while Russ and uh, Harden were still there. Well, with the um, Houston is, like, kind of diagonal. Pretty big white letters. It's a red jersey. Uh, has yep. yellow on the collar and sleeves. Like a throwback to the Hakeem era. Mm-hmm. Era, era. Yeah, uh, I like the those. The black Houstons are also good. Black Houston. So it says Houston just on the chest. Black and oh, just yeah. Houston. Mm-hmm. I like those. It's, I mean, it's nothing. It's not like an all time. It's just fine. Yeah, honestly, in terms of like their normal jerseys, while especially while Hart, towards the end of Harden's tenure there and They're still decent. right now, I like them. Yeah. I like the font um, of, on the Rockets now, like their current, like normal away jersey mm-hmm. and home for that matter. But I like that. It's like thick, you know, very kind of straight and bold letters. They're doing another H-Town jersey this year is their city edition. It is a cursive H-Town with blue accents. Uh, oh. Looks like it could be a Chicago jersey. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think because Chicago also has a jersey that is almost identical to this. It's white with red lettering and a blue outline. Oh, okay. Interesting. Are you sending that to me? 
Oh, I can. I just okay. was trying to see if I was correct on the. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see it on the. Is it on your website that you've been using? Yeah. Okay. I'll just find it on there later when I'm editing then. But yeah, I, I like those ones. I think that probably gets it done. Not oh, yeah. They just straight up yoinked. Yeah, this is terrible. I'll send you these. Okay. This is atrocious. Yeah. I don't like love any. There's not like any rocket jerseys that like blow me away, but I think their normal jerseys are pretty solid, to be honest, as solid as they come for like just the standard ones. Um, And that is fine and good. For sure. For sure. Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shoutouts on the podcast. I've recently started working part-time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated, and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full-time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to patreon.com slash hooptheory. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash hooptheory. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Hello? Am I back? Yes, you are. What happened? My internet bumped. Mine did too. Mine said no internet connection. Mine also did, so it must have been a Riverside problem. Because I checked my speed. Yeah. Oh, I hope our recording stopped. Fubbered up. Well, it started a new one. So I don't know when it cut off. So I don't know where to reset from. What is the last thing you heard me say? I stopped hearing you. You just kind of paused and I said, we ready to take a look at the next team up in the Southwest? And then you just... So it was when you set me up for Houston. I went all the way through their ceiling to floor range, and I like I went to the no for Memphis. Were line. Oh, not Houston. Yeah, I meant Memphis. Sorry. Yeah, I did not catch any of that. Okay. Yeah. So I I didn't like like process that like right right before it it went out. Like I start I looked over and it seemed like you might have been frozen because you mm-hmm. were just I like had said something that kind of I thought you were going to respond to. Mm-hmm. I looked at you and it was like you're just like blank. And then it just, everything went black. So That is one thing that I'd like to give us credit for. I think we do a lot better job of not talking over each other. We've got stuff figured out pretty well. We still do it mm-hmm. sometimes, more me to over you because I suck at that. But I feel like as a, as a general consensus, we do a better job of not like speaking at the exact same time. Yeah. Also, there's, it's hard with uh, sometimes our, you can tell that the call has a little bit more of a latency oh. where there's some episodes where we start like, Every, everything we're saying until we get used to the lag, like everything we keep saying is right at the same time as the other person is saying something. So, uh, and then we both stop and then mm-hmm. someone starts and yeah, that happens a lot. Uh, but you can tell, I can tell that it's usually, I think it's because of the lag on the call. Um, so it would be better. We haven't recorded one in person yet, but that would be fun. Honestly, I thought about it when I was at your guys' place that we should try to knock one out that, uh, that would have been mm-hmm. cool, but just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I recorded one in person with Isaiah Roby. That one was Which cool. Is, that is dope. But, Are um, you going to reach out, of, out to him again? I don't know. Um, I, I guess I, I just don't like asking people for things. But yeah. he was he was really cool when we did it. And he was like very... Um, 
I don't know if he was just trying to be nice and stuff, but it was like very, I was surprised with how like much he was like, it's, Oh yeah, we should do another one during the season. Um, like, I, you know, and he also said, I should, I could bring you out to a game. Like he said something like that. And I was like, that wow. might've just been being nice, but I feel yeah. like, the... <laughs> and then he, he also, I don't know if I told you this, but <clears throat> then he invited me to hang out with him that weekend, like with well, him and dope. Tanner. And like, I was like, Oh yeah, I'll see. Um, and I just didn't ask Tanner or anybody about mm-hmm. it because I was just like, I don't know. I felt weird about like trying to follow up on it. Like, oh, no, he said I could come. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I just didn't. No, and that, but... that was probably the right call on your yeah. part. <laughs> but I feel like reaching out to him like, hey, man, excited to see you're doing stuff in New York, blah, blah, blah. When mm-hmm. he like actually makes the roster and looks like he has like, mm-hmm. would you have time to do a 10 minute interview or 15 minute? Like make it like super short. Just be like, hey, it's been a while. How you been? What was the bouncing around teams like and all that stuff? Because mm-hmm. yeah, he was no. when he went to OKC, it was his OKC year, right? Or was it when Spurs? I recorded him? When or, you recorded uh, with him, uh, interviewed him. It was right before. It was right after he got signed by the Spurs. So, so it was, okay, um, last summer, post OKC, August. Yeah, it was like the day before my birthday. Actually, it was August fourth. Okay, which yeah, for those who didn't know, my birthday is August fifth, which makes me a uh, Leo, and uh, I have the same birthday as Ryan Rosillo and uh, Anthony Edwards. Oh, and uh, Patrick Ewing. I, so. I'm I'm the two fish. I need to remember what it is, so I don't have to keep feeling like a dummy. You're the two fish. It's like two fish is my because oh, Leo is. Oh, okay. I was yeah. Not I was. Th- I thought you were talking about something else still, but yeah, two fish. I don't know astrology signs at all. The only reason Pisces. I know I'm a Leo is Pisces. Okay. The only reason I know I'm a Leo is because a class that we both took in high school. Um where one of our teachers had a get to know you thing where he made us like write one of the questions was, what is your sign? And that's when I had to figure it out. But, yeah. uh, so apparently I had to do that too. Just didn't remember. Yeah. It was, uh, I'll say the class. Well, apparently Chemistry. my detriment, uh, is mercury. And in an elementary school play, I was mercury, the closest planet to the sun. And when you list the planets in order, I am number one. That was my exact line in the play. Oh, I don't remember that play. I was in like first, second grade. I, I mean, I would have been there too. Yeah. I don't remember. Ironic though, because I'm yeah. two fish, can't swim. It's hilarious. Nice. Um, I don't know what any oh, of these speaking of high school, mean. Um, oh, fun. I saw a, no, I was heard a song come on. Um, my Spotify earlier today that was uh, while I was door dashing. It was Walking on the Sun by Smash Mouth, RIP, the lead singer. I don't remember his name, but uh, he just died recently. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to run laugh that there. one back to get like yeah. another. I'll give you his name so you can just know it. Yeah. <laughs> but I would cut out the laugh. I don't know. I mean, if I can explain after, I don't know. I don't really care. Uh, Steve I didn't Harwell. To... Steve no. Harwell. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to laugh on saying he just died. He died. It was more of more of just like the fact that I'm going through this and like trying to, and I, you know, have to like get, I had a very serious tangent before I got to something that's not very not serious. Is more of yeah. what I was laughing at. Uh, but what I was saying though, yeah, walking on the sun, uh, you know, this it's like da 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 da. Did we play that in pet band? Because that sounds so like I feel like we did. We didn't. I tried to get him to because I learned it on the tenor. Oh, you so did. So we could play "Walking on Sunshine" by 
Natasha Bedingfield. Oh, so that's a different song though, right? It's a, yeah, a different song. Oh, okay. But I don't remember playing anything by Smash Mouth. Yeah, I, I don't remember that either from the concept of it was a Smash Mouth song, you know? Like, I don't remember making that connection, but that song, like the... Just, it feels so like... I almost felt like I could start playing... Like, I didn't have a saxophone, obviously, with me, but I just was like, wow, that I feel... That was visceral. It was a visceral uh, sort of connection my brain made to like, oh, yeah, I feel like I've played that. Oh, we played... um um. We played the words like, uh, is that this song? I don't think it is. Oh, what is that song? Oh, let my people. No, oh, that's Louie Louie, right? Louie <sighs> Louie. That's what we played. Yeah, that's what we played in that's, Pet Band. That's Louie Louie, yeah. I've, yes, which it's... An, Similar very, vibe. very old song. <laughs> yeah. It's like from the 60s or 50s, maybe even. I think. Like the recording on Spotify of it is very, yeah. very rough. I think it's called Louie Louie. Yeah, yeah. We played Louie Louie. Uh-huh. We didn't play it all the time, but it was in our like port, like uh, our things to play. Yeah, no, I remember that. I But I feel like we still might have played Wa- Walking on the Sun. I'll have to... F- I'll, the I'll only can... son is when I begged and pleaded to play Walking on no, Sunshine. I, it wasn't Walking on Sunshine. It was every time we time touch. We, touch. we have that. We did play that though. Yeah, I well, we didn't ever get to play it in front of people because the uh, flute part was brutally difficult. We didn't. No, I remember playing it a we, lot. He, though. We might have done it once, or we did it during football when I did not play because oh, I was playing football. We definitely played it in in. Uh, practice like in class yes, for sure we practiced it but the flute part was brutal yeah if we get to uh 20 patreon subscribers yeah i will uh we'll get the band back together <laughs> the whole <laughs> the 125 whole high people school. band yeah. yeah um <laughs> yeah and for those who don't know we yeah we went to very small high small in the grand scheme of F- things 55 but... people in our graduating class yeah um and band was not like a nerdy thing. I feel like at most high schools, it's like a super nerdy thing to so do. So the way I would describe it is we had kids that played band and not that many band kids. A lot yeah. of kids played band and we didn't have a ton of band kids. Yeah, that yeah, that's exactly like it was like almost it was more common for somebody it, to be in band yeah. than not to be in band. Like our, our I think our the band was like 125 kids or 127 kids. I'm not kids sure how year. it got like that, but. The, we have the greatest band director in the history of America. Is that, is he, you think that that's why? I fully, this doesn't need to be, it can be, I don't care. Yeah. No, I fully believe that G was no, like. I loved him, yeah. The, I don't I still say, this him. is going to sound gonna weird. Loved. This is going to sound weird. <laughs> I still say, like sometimes in my brain, strive for perfection yeah, for and achieve, achieve excellence. excellence. Just yeah. the first half. The, be sure to listen and concentrate. That doesn't really, yeah. like, but the, because that's such a good line. That's like a tattoo I'd get. Mm-hmm. Strive for perfection, and you don't achieve perfection, you achieve excellence. Also, I remember things from elementary school, because he, he was he's the band teacher from when we were, ever since we were in fifth grade five, all the way. Yeah, five through 12. Yeah. And uh, he would, like, there were some things that he would just, like, give about random, like, facts, basically, about something. He would just kind of have a monologue every once in a while. And some of the things that he said, I just remember very... Uh, like vividly, str- vividly, yeah. So like the Cardiff by the Sea, 
Like I always think of Cardiff as a the cat is the capital of Tip Wales. Of Wales. Uh, I always remember that. Um, Edinburgh is the capital of Scotland. Capital yeah, of Edinburgh, Ireland yeah. is Dublin. Yeah, it's an easy one. Yeah. What's what's the capital of Northern Ireland? I don't even know that. Wait, I think it's it is Belfast. No, no, Northern Belf- Ireland. Ooh, Dublin is, is the capital. Of I think the it Irish might be Belfast. There's a Cork. No, Cork is in southern or in Cork Ireland. is south. Yeah. It's just in Ireland. It's like because um, fun fact that's where Jameson whiskey was originally distilled. Oh yeah, I knew that actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but in northern, I've been to Northern Ireland for those. Well, both. I've both times I went to Ireland, we flew into Dublin and then took a four-hour bus ride up to Derry, London Derry, um, and which is right on the border of the of North Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland. Or the Irish Republic, or whatever you want to call it. I've not gone back to the homeland. I will someday, but um, I have not yet. Yeah, but uh, Belfast is definitely the biggest city in the north, uh, northern realms. I have all I the don't... knowledge of human history at my fingertips. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not sure what the it's capital Belfast. is. Okay, and that's also where uh, somebody's from. Was it you two? You two is either from Belfast or Dublin. Uh, famous people, Van Morrison. A uh, is C.S. Lewis. Oh, He's really? From Belfast. I, I had no idea. I thought he was American, honestly. Um, um, I do know that uh, Derry, the city that we went to both years, uh, it was for like a mission trip back in high school. But Derry, London, Derry, uh, the band Snow Patrol. Uh, you know the song. Uh, why do I know this guy? Kenneth Bron Bronig. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what's this? Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. You know that song? Yep. Uh, I think Snow- that's the only song I would know by Chasing yeah, Cars. Yeah, I know by Snow Patrol. Um, yeah, the they have a song called "The Run." I know. A I know the ones, Run but, song. Now that I can't play, I know Run. Uh, but anyways, they are from Derry. Cool. Um, fun fact. But yeah. Uh, this, and also another fun fact, the reason why it's called Derry London Derry is because it's right on the border. There's some people who are loyal to England and some people who are very loyal so to... Much. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like a Catholic-Protestant divide. Big. It's a very contested place at a river. If yeah. I, mm-hmm. I've never went. I just memory serves that. I the, believe the, yeah. the river's the hard line. The river foil is what it's called. Which I love but, that in in European some European countries at least they how they put the river, and then the name of the, the river. river Thames yeah, so it's the River Foyle but the uh, yeah so it's called London or Dairy London Dairy is like the politically correct way to say the name of the city because some people want it to be called London Dairy and some people just want to want it to be called Dairy so, so in order Derry, to London, appease Derry. yeah it's you a, say Dairy London, London Dairy Oreo yeah <laughs> yep. Or sandwich. Most people would just call that a, a, a London sandwich. Mm-hmm. Dairy bread. Yeah. London um, dairy is one word. It's like, it's oh, interesting. It's just but slam yeah. together. London dairy. Because it, it just means that it's it's like uh, affiliated with England, I guess, is all that means. But, um, or with the, you know, UK, United Kingdom. But regardless, I don't know if this part will be included in there or not. But, it might be. I've been thinking about asking you this, that we should do a second podcast. Like we should do one episode of Hoop Theory every week and 
I don't know if the other one might not be an every week thing, but we should do a podcast called Thinking Out Loud or something like that, where we just like talk about whatever. <laughs> you know? Okay. If you want to, that is uh, something I'll, that I would enjoy. But I, I, we pretty much do that an hour I, that, before that's what and I'm an hour saying. after. Yeah, that's what, I, what I'm saying. I feel like we should separate that. And so not yeah, have everyone it that you like, man, these guys talk for 80 minutes. No, we talk for like three and a half hours every episode. Just kidding. That's not, not every quite time. true. But, but sometimes there we have before. <laughs> There's like one recording that's like five hours long. Yeah. That like almost. Yeah, that was not good. Conducive. Idea. I don't yeah. know why we recorded the whole thing, but it was fine. Yeah, it was fun. We played a bunch of quizzes and stuff on Sporkle. But anyways, um, uh, we were talking Grizzlies. about Memphis Grizzlies. I don't think you, you we guys started them. We didn't well, even get I, to the start I, I did, but yeah, I don't know if we got any of it. Oh, so, so I think it's safe to just kind of. Yeah, I'll start it over. So, Technical no, difficulty. Slogan. Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> Yeah, so on to the next team in the Southwest Division. That's the Memphis Grizzlies. Their record last year was 51-31, and 31, um, which was a pretty good mark. Like, I didn't realize that they would, would have done that good, honestly, thinking back on, like, not going into the season, but, like, it's just surprising to hear that number now because I remember them struggling so much down the stretch of the season, especially after Steven Adams went out with injury and then also Ja Morant getting suspended. That's the Miles Bridges thing. Also got arrested. Or is it worn out for his arrest? We totally dropped the ball on that one. Who? Miles Bridges. McCall Mc- Bridges. McCall McCall? Bridges. McCall, McCall Bridges. Miles yeah. Bridges already been there, done that. McCall Mc- Bridges. Oh, so you're not, you weren't missing, mixing them up. I've no, not no, heard McCall this at all. McCall Bridges uh, today, yesterday. Let me give it a goog. Yeah, you can basically say his name however you want because I'm the the way I most commonly hear it said is so wrong. I'm so sure. Gregory Bridges? Can I say that? Is that his real name? No, I just said. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I just meant like, yeah. But uh, people say most common when I hear podcasters and people say like uh, most of the time is Mikhail, which is totally not right. Like the way the way he says it. Oh, maybe. Maybe it was Miles Bridges. Yeah, that sounds way more right. Like Mikel Bridges is such a innocent. Like, oh, so, okay, so it was Miles Bridges. Yeah, was has his has criminal summons issued. Okay, that would make sense for violating a domestic violence protective order, misdemeanor child abuse, and injury to personal property, according to a spokesperson for the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office in North Carolina. There's Makes also sense. an unserved arrest warrant for the 25-year-old Bridges, which was first issued January 2nd for violating domestic violence protective orders. The spokesperson said neither warrant nor the summons was immediately available because as of when, or it's Wednesday night, they have yet to be served. This is coming from ESPN's Baxter Holmes, has wrote the words I just said, uh, giving him credit. Uh, so apologies uh, to McCall Bridges. Has done nothing wrong. It is his fellow brother and last name, Miles Bridges, yeah, who has a rap sheet, one could say. Mm-hmm. Also, we did touch on Dame's rap. There's so many little things that have happened. Dame did a rap for Portland, and it's like uh, oh. it's okay. It's like great. You don't. Yeah. You don't like no. Dame's. Do you not like Dame's flow? No. You a hater? I mean, well, like I don't know. It's very. Um... Also, I love that when I type in D A, the order that came up was Dave Matthews Band and then Dame Dalla. Wow. Um, it's called on Farewell. Spotify. Yeah. I don't know. It's my take on Dame as a rapper, I guess, is uh, he's a basketball player and only gets to rap because he's already famous. No, like, no, it's just not my thing. Like the he's technically a te- like he's a technically proficient rapper. Like he's mm-hmm. talented at it. 
but that's not really why I listen to music in general all the time is because of somebody's skill. Like yep. it's more like, like to me, there's some artists that I'm just, I'm never going to get into because all of their appeal is technique. And I'm just like that. I don't, doesn't make me feel anything as art. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, How do you feel about like Adele? She's okay. Um, oh. But it's a similar thing. It's what like. What about Josh Groban? I don't, I only know once. I probably know multiple if you would play the other ones, but. I mean, Creed is like a nice throwback vibe for me, but like it's Touch not dab. his standalone work. Oh, I don't, I don't even know it's any dass. of it. Okay. It is the most like, I'm going to lift Scott's dab. Yeah. Uh, the reason that that came up is because at an MLB playoff game is at a Rangers game. They blared it during one of the uh, inning stretches. And mm-hmm. the whole crowd is just like, can you take me higher? And then there's a like, dude's air guitar. And Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, but Memphis I was Grizzlies. Saying, I need to get. I'm trying to avoid the topic. If you can't tell, I'm very. I don't talk about Memphis. I'm very. Yeah, sad. yeah. Um, Dame is a rapper. You brought oh, that yeah. up for some reason, but yeah. Um, what were Mikel Bridges? Miles yeah, I think Bridges. His name is Mikel. Mikel Bridges. Oh, it's Mikel Bridges. Is how it says it's pronounced on Basketball Reference, and how he says it, but so it's spelled it's with. Mikhail. It's spelled with an A, so I like to make myself believe. I'm pretty sure this is how it is. It's like if you pronounce it very stringently, it's like Macau, but like the way that he pronounces it is very lazy, like you know, kind of casually and laid back. So it sounds more like a Macau. I wonder if his parents want him to be named Michael. May I, I doubt it. I think it's a Macau or Macau, one of those two, very similar. But it's like like Cal, like Superman's name, Superman's yeah, Cal, first name, Macau L. Yeah. So Mikal is how I usually say his name. I think if like that's a little bit more of a enunciated version of it, like I think he says more of a Mikel. Mikel Bridges. Everybody I hear say it like that talk basketball says Mikhail. And I'm like, how why does it Yeah, exactly. That's (laughs) what I think every time when someone says Mikhail, I'm like Kevin Mikhail? Like that's all that I think of. The best coach that Dwight Howard ever had. Yeah, that's a very weird reason to to know Kevin Mc. I mean, that's obviously not- that's not why you know him, but I'm saying <laughs> yeah. like that's like the thing like you're you're classifying him as. as. Um, it's kind of like how I brought up Giannis as being the most improved player from 2017 as his leading <laughs> <laughs> accolade. Um, but yeah, anyways, Memphis Grizzlies. They yeah they won 51 games, so 51 and 31. Uh, their ceiling for me last year, I had him at 55, floor 40, sweet spot in the middle for the reasonable prediction was 49. So the, I was pretty pretty close because uh, they got 51. And then the over-under line for this upcoming season is going to be 54 and a half, not 54, 45 and a half. Um, so they have to win 46 games to hit the over. And this is... I, f- I feel pretty good either about a stay away or an under on this one, to be honest. Um, they haven't changed much about the roster other than they traded uh, Tyus Jones for Marcus Smart. Which is a big old L for what they need as a backup point guard. I don't think they understand. Like, there is a reason that the team performed better when Ja wasn't playing, and it wasn't because everyone else felt the need to step up. It's because Tyus Jones is undervalued and underappreciated of being the guy that 
gets he's, people the looks when they need them. He's a game uh, manager. Yeah, he's really so good I'm going guard. to do the stay away because I need to use it. But I would also feel good about the under because I'd like this. I'm just not, I don't feel great about it. I just don't. Yeah. I just don't. Especially with Ja missing the first 25 games. Um, Derek Rose is like the only other actual point guard on the team. Mark Smart has, I mean, he, he's a point guard if you need him to be, but that's not where he's, he's, he's gotten very much better at being a point guard in the past. I'm going to say year and a half, even. Yeah. I think that was all like, that was an underappreciated part of the Celtics, like turning it on quote unquote Mm -hmm. two years ago, where after the all-star break, they went just crazy. Um, and I think it was because Marcus Smart's point guard brain flicked on more than it had in the past. For sure. Yeah, and they they the offense. A was lot kind of, of other of things happened, but giving him yeah, mm-hmm. they just um, but yeah, that with that, I'm I'm going to stay away from the Memphis Grizzlies for me. Uh, love Desmond Bain though; I think he's my favorite Grizzly. Obviously, not other Marcus than Marcus Smart, Smart. Yeah. yeah, but my I think favorite Stephen like, Adams is my my favorite. Oh gosh, dang it! This team is just a, a load of lovable guys. David Roddy, I yeah, I like David Roddy personally, but. Big body Roddy. I also like Jaron Jackson Jr. Don't mind him. But yeah, Desmond Bain. Probably the greatest clip from this summer. And going, defensive player of the year is supposed to jump. Yeah. Um, Also, yeah, he caught a random stray from you earlier this episode when you said that uh, Team USA was without elite rim protection. And now that we... Oh, that's true. Yeah, and also Walker Kessler is also on the bench. No, I said they should have. They just didn't use it right. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But I think also, I said that. Oh, that's what I meant. I should have said it later yeah, on. Yeah. I think you – now that you say that now, like I feel like you did say something like that. I also um, was just trying to think of a, a transition to get to Joel yeah, playing for yeah. Team USA. But yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr., Defense Player of the Year last year. Uh, so there's nothing about this team that is like drastically different. And yeah, John Morant missing 25 games is going to be pretty big, I feel like. So I'm going to do the slight under – you're going to stay away because um, I feel like they do. They will win 40 games. You know, I'd be surprised if they didn't win 40. Yeah, they, no, that would be a shock. Like a 500 team is what I would be like. Okay, that's a great line. If the line was 43 and a half, I'd be like, that's tougher. But 45. Yeah. 45 and a half. Yeah. That's... In a rough West. In a mm-hmm. rough, rough West. Yeah. Um, so going to pick the under on that. And then on to New Orleans. Uh, wait, watchability. No. Yeah, watchability um, for the Grizzlies. They're pretty high, honestly. Uh, no, I'll um, give them a a six eight. Okay, I was gonna go uh, s- seven two. All right, I'm gonna go s- seven seven. Um, Double sevens. And the best Grizzlies jersey is one that doesn't exist. It would bleed people's eyes, but I want to see it. A yellow alternate. Yellow. Where they wear like it's just like one of their standard Memphis jerseys. But it's all yellow. I don't think it exists yet, and I I wish it did. Huh. Yeah, I don't like these new. Are these real? These Nike. It says twenty twenty three select series. Like it's it's like a frosty blue color where the text on the jersey is very faded. Like you can't really read it very well. You know what I'm talking about? There's a, the Warriors have the same exact thing. But I don't know if they're they are like going to be in game wearing. I they, doubt like, they'll be in game. If another team has the same jersey, I doubt it'll be a game thing. Well, it's the same type of thing. It's not the same exact, but yeah, it's just like the 
it just doesn't seem like it's it would be good to wear on court. Like you wouldn't be able to read anything on the jersey. What from, is it? Which one is it? Uh, it's uh, the image I'm on. It says 2023 Select Series. Uh, I don't see that on the website. I always look at. It doesn't mean anything. But oh, I'm also joking. The best Memphis jersey is the Vancouver Grizzlies. It's not really close. Yeah, those are pretty good. I like those ones. I don't Apparently, think they're as in good the as. Past, it. They have had yellow jerseys, throwing back to their ABA days. ABA? They were an ABA team? Weren't they yeah. an expansion team? Vancouver might not have been. I don't know. Vancouver was an expansion team. I don't know. In 2011-2012, a 2011-2012 ABA throwback uniform. Uh, that's what it says? Yep. They might have. Maybe there was a te- an ABA team in Memphis. That might have been been what it is. Like it wasn't the same franchise, but it was like mm-hmm. Memphis had a team before. Because I'm pretty sure Vancouver, Vancouver and Toronto were they were expansion teams the same year. Just expanding into the Memphis Tams. There's only two years. Oh, okay. Tams. And it. Um, How do you spell that? T A M S. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But uh, I'm reading to figure out. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't, there's no Memphis jerseys that I'm like in love with. Like, I know that a lot of people really like those Vancouver jerseys, like the whatever they color do teal that is. Worse. They're the worst teal jerseys. I shouldn't say the worst, but in terms of those throwback teals that yeah. like a weird number of teams have, they're on the lower end. Yeah, I'm not big. Like, it's not like I don't dislike them by any means. I think they're a good jersey, but they're not like insane to me you know what i mean not like in the hall of fame for me personally i'm guessing tams is a polar bear because their colors were kelly green california gold and polar bear white tams they only were in existence for two years t-a-m-s what is a t-a-m a hat Oh my goodness, it's the hat. That's why they're all wearing these stupid hats. It's it's like a knickerbocker. It's a play on it. It's the hat with the little thing what on the top. It's like a knickerbocker. It's just a random piece of clothing named NBA team. It's a specific oh. hat. I, was like, I thought knickerbockers were pants. <laughs> they are pants. Yeah. It's it's like a Oh, I see it. Yeah, like a French artist, not French. Oh, I think wait, it's there's Scottish. different kinds. So there's also like the Jamaican, like the Rasta hat. But that's not a Tam then. That's what's also coming up when I type Tam. So when I see from Tam, all of them look hecka Scottish. It's the Scottish hat that matches the kilt. You got your yeah. kilt and Tam yeah. ready, brother? With your bagpipe? I'm learning to play the bagpipe, think... by the way. Side note. You're le- you are? Was that real? Or is yeah, it... that's real. Wow. So I bought a chanter, which is like... so. It's not the bag. It's just the note part. So I can practice songs before I get bagpipes. <laughs> huh. It's a nice. round hat with a, a a wooden wool in the center. Originally from Scotland. So it's the Scotland stereotypical hat. But I also am now seeing it's a Rasta Tam. Yeah. Because I think maybe the like the parameters of what makes a tam a tam is something with to be like with the how it's the made. Ball, 
the, or the ball on the top, maybe. No, the Rasta oh. one doesn't have that. The Tam is a millinery design for women based on the Tam O'Shanter military cap and the beret. Sometimes is also known as a Tam cap, or the traditional term is Tam O'Shanter. Okay. Anyways, I don't know why Memphis would have that as a team name, but seems very random. Just like this whole episode has been, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so I went. I'm going under. You went stay away. Oh yeah, we. So we just got done talking about their jerseys. I yep. we didn't really bring any up. Very many, at least, but I don't. No, I, because they don't have really a bunch of remarkable ones. They're all just fine. Yeah. Their I, new City Edition I, looks fine-ish. I, I was about to say their City Edition for 21-22 is my probably pick for my favorite Memphis jersey all time. Actually, I think the 2021, 2021 season, they're calling it the classic jersey. It's like a more tamed and toned down version of the just teal Vancouver Grizzlies in your face. That might be it. It's just oh, yeah. black with red and teal on the side. That might be, that's it, I think, for me. Yeah, I like those ones too. Those are good. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, so that will be it for the Memphis Grizzlies. On to the next team is the New Orleans Pelicans in the Southwest Division. And their record from last year was 42 and 40. So they're slightly above 400, 500, rather. Um, and. My reasonable prediction for them was 46 wins. The ceiling was 53. The floor was 35. Uh, so they were in that range pretty squarely, a little bit on the lower side, though. Um, obviously, Zion missed a lot of last year, did not return for the playoffs. And so their line going into this season is 44 and a half. So they have to win 45 to hit the over. And I feel like this is going to be very dependent on whether or not Zion Williamson plays at least like 50 to 60 games which is not a safe bet ever because um, I don't think he has done that yet. I'd be surprised if he's played over 60 or around 60 games. And also we just saw Brandon Ingram have not a very good summer. Also playing he was with... in a bad situation. I'm almost throwing that out the window. Okay. That, that less than ideal situation for him, not a bad situation. He was on a U.S. white, but it just, it just, he obviously was not in a situation where his skill set could thrive. He did not do the Paolo Bancaro turn into a different player and be like, why are you equally as good at this sidekick thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Exactly. Uh, To correct myself, though, he has played. So he had his second season. He played 61 games, but his rookie year, he played 24 and his third season, he didn't play at all. And then last year, he played 29. So an average of about high 30s or 40 uh, per game or per year. So. I don't know if he'll it'll he'll raise that average this year or not, but uh, if he does, then that will definitely help them in achieving this goal of forty four and a half. But uh, I'm gonna take. I might use my stay away on on the Pelicans. Actually, this is the team I'm going to put my stay away on. How about you? I guess I'm gonna pivot, the, if you, I'm gonna pivot over to Memphis as opposed to stay away. No, I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go all unders. This I feel one of any. This is injury based exclusively. I want to go stay away. I'm gonna go under. This will be my stay away. My lock is still remaining on the Rockets. And I'm I going. Go, I'm gonna go under. This will be my stay away. What does that mean? No, no, no. This I'm like talking out loud while I'm thinking. So this will be my stay away. Then the Pelicans. Okay. 
because it's injury reliant. And that's what I've almost used all my stayaways on is question marks. I've just been like, if I don't know, I'm not going to touch it. So then I will use my um, movie since I don't have my stayaway on Memphis anymore. I will go with the under on Memphis because I think they will be in the 40-ish, 500-ish mark, as I said. Because I used my stayaway on Memphis, didn't I? Yeah. That's so where I'm going to move it to pe- the Pelicans. I hate to do the same thing, but I just – and because like, if Zion plays, I think they get this easily and maybe compete for the West. I wouldn't say – I mean, I definitely would say, like, it wouldn't be shocking at all. You no, know, if he plays 60 games, they will be a top four seed in the West. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy. But the West is so competitive that 45 wins, like, barely missing it, might be the four seed. That is also fair. Um, um, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna stick with my stay away, and because mm-hmm. if he doesn't play, I just don't know. I just don't know. So that's why I'm gonna stay the heck away from it. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have the only difference we have now through four teams is you locked under on the Rockets, and I locked my under on the Mavericks. At least right now, mm-hmm. so far. But other than that, we're the same. So, San Antonio, or I guess uh, before we move on, looking at their roster, I didn't mention any of that. So, changes. I guess they have Cody Zeller is the first new name I see skimming through these. Jordan Hawkins is a rookie this year, a sharpshooter from UConn, national champs. But yeah, other than that, it's all returning players. They got CJ McCollum, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, Herb Jones, Larry Nance Jr., Dyson Daniels, Kira Lewis Jr. Uh, Trey Murphy the third, Najee Marshall, Jose Alvarado, and EJ Liddell. Uh, so, not a whole lot of. I, I don't even think this roster's full yet. I think they still need to fill a couple spots. But the, uh, I, I still think that you know they're a very deep roster. Not I shouldn't say very. In the modern NBA, they're not all that deep. But like definitely some guys here that would I play like. at other places. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Valanciunas is—they have a really good starting lineup. I guess I should say that with CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas, and then Dyson Daniels and Larry Nance, Larry Nance Jr. coming off the bench. Uh, Trey Mur—I should throw Trey Murphy in there. He might even start over Herb this year. Honestly, he's—he's he's a they, big X factor on yeah. how this season could go, especially with Zion out. Mm-hmm. Potentially well, he, out, I should say. Is, isn't he—is he cleared right now? Is he not—is he listed as injured or no? No, I just I. Talk about Zion like he's always injured. I shouldn't, but I do. Yeah, I. But you might be right. I don't pay attention to things very well, so I don't know if he's. What is his injury status? I think he. I think he's set to play. You locked up again. Did I? Or was oh, I? No, just... you you were very still. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, I'm struggling now. I like hit the wall once we got through like funny haha shenanigans, and I'm yeah, like, sorry. We should wrap. No, it's this all up. good. This has been an insane. Episode. What sucks is most of it's just like chopped. It's just gone. Pro- wait, what do you mean? It just won't get like it'll either get moved. I guess maybe it just gets oh. moved. Or, yeah, because it just doesn't I make might sense in the middle. It. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll like I feel like we gave enough context for saying like, oh, we lost each other, you know, type of thing. So it, oh, I yeah. might, I might keep it, but. Because then we start talking about about how um, the technical difficulties occurred, but I I um, 
what was I looking at just now? Oh yeah, Zion, Zion, ADHD is great, but uh, Zion Williamson, he, I don't know what I, I didn't discover anything. I was kind of just looking at words on a screen trying to go fast, but he, I'm just going to treat it as if he is playing, um, but I don't, it's it's no. very questionable on well, whether he actually will. So that's why we're using stayaways. And I think, yeah, I don't need to go over the roster too much more, if at all, but Jersey the, or watchability uh, for the Pelicans pretty high. If if everybody's playing for me at least, I'd give them a seven four. First number that showed up in my brain, like I see like an imaginary five eight. First number that showed up. That's fair. Might have used five eight already this episode. I don't know what's on the brain. I, I just so. know what my heart feels. Oh, you might have actually. Or my actually, um, I think I did. I think oh. you said five four, uh, three on a team, and I said five eight. Percheo is our first team. Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, anyway, uh, I'll go with 5'8". Uh, just meh. <laughs> meh. No love. I feel meh about the past two comp, uh, divisions we've covered. Just just a whole lot of meh. Yeah. Uh, Jersey-wise, though? Yeah. Bad, meh. Bad decision to uh, have these as the last episodes. It made the most sense, but it's just meh. We're doing these so... all in one sitting, by the way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But uh, so there are jerseys, though. I like honestly, I'm usually not a big fan of when like there's not anything on a like as text on a jersey, but I like these. Are these new or did they already have? I'm pretty sure these have already been worn in a game. I feel like the uh, the three Florida Lees. Yeah, I think Lonzo wore those. Yeah, I feel like those have been around. 2021 I, is what I have. That was the 2021 City Edition jerseys. Yeah, so Lonzo wouldn't have been there, I don't think. But well, no, he would. Yeah, he was. He's been with the Bulls for two years. At least I remember him. The photo shoot of he might have not played in him, but I just remember the like when they announced him. I think Lonzo was yeah, one I of think, the guys in the photo shoot. Yeah, he was there. I think he could have been at least. Uh, but anyways, the uh, I like those ones honestly. Like those, are, I don't like that. I like them if that makes sense. But I do like them. Um, I think that they're. Just, just honestly, they're standard homes or their ways. I mean, their ways are just nice. Nothing crazy, nothing bad, just fine. The reds or the dark blues? Uh, dark blues. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because if you go back to the Chris Paul, those are those are meh. They're fine. There's just nothing crazy great about this. Uh, oh, do we count that as pelicans or do we count that as hornets? Because um, in my mind, I was kind because of, I know technically they the, had a New Orleans in 08 is the year that I'm looking at started in 08. They had a New Orleans that looked a lot like the Chris Paul ones. It's not the I shouldn't have said the Chris Paul ones. They just look like the Chris Paul ones. in 08. Chris Paul would have been on New Orleans. It says New Orleans on it. Yeah, it was in New Orleans. It's listed it's, under their team's history. I guess on, on what the basketball jersey archive. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I just know that for records, like the record books and stuff, all of the um, history and, and records got moved from New Orleans to Charlotte when Char oh, okay. when the Bobcats became the Hornets again. Okay. So, because like the Pelicans or the yeah team in New Orleans changed their name to the Pelicans, and then right after that, the Bobcats changed their name back to the Hornets. So the team that's in Charlotte now was not the original Hornets franchise. Yes. But they they actually adopt they moved like all the records and history back to that franchise. 
Not back to. To fold the mascot as opposed to the city. Kind, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's moving. Yeah, I guess in a way. I guess I don't know about the New Orleans years though. I assume it's all the Hornets stuff though. So even the New Orleans Hornets stuff is back is over in Charlotte now. But because I know that uh, the Pelicans are technically the uh, youngest franchise in the NBA. Okay. Because they rebrand when they rebranded, they basically became a new franchise. But not not really though, because it's the same, the same people, same organization. Yeah. But also, just, their uh, original Oklahoma City jerseys, pretty cool. Their original Oklahoma City. So they wore jerseys that said Oklahoma City on them. Oh, apparently. did they really? I knew that they played in OKC during Hurricane Katrina, during, like in the aftermath of it. Oh, but I will send you the jersey so people can see it. It. I did not know. That. Honestly, looks like a precursor to what Oklahoma City jerseys ended up looking like. Um, oh, they wore it on Valentine's Day in 2007. Yeah, I think that was the year they I think they only played one year in Oklahoma yeah. City. And that was the, that proved the viability because in 09, that was the first year OKC was OKC, right? Because did Durant play one year 09, or two years? In it would have been the 09 yeah. season, yeah. 09 season. Yeah. So, because uh, Durant played one year in Seattle. Oh, seven <laughs> draft. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I'll do it for Jersey Zoe on the Hornets. They're not Hornets. The uh, Pelicans. And that will wrap up the New Orleans Pelicans. And on to the San Antonio Spurs, uh, which is the last team in this terrible division. This. Uh, ex- <laughs> yeah. Not even like that bad from like a. Like because the southeast is worse, but like this t- this is just kind of like a slog to get through. I guess maybe it's just because it's we d- we're doing it after the southeast. But yeah, so the San Antonio Spurs, the record last year was twenty two and sixty. My prediction range for them was a little bit higher than the rest of the ba- bad teams because I thought you know they had Greg Popovich as their head coach. I was not expecting them to go full tank, or at least I it was hard for me to completely predict that. Yeah. Um. So I put them at. A reasonable prediction range. I got them at 26 as their sweet spot in the middle, and then 34 as the ceiling, 15 as the floor. Um, and they ended up winning 22, so they're a little on the lower side. And they ended up obviously work. It worked out for them. They got the number one pick and got Victor Wembanyama. Yep. Um, so that's obviously the biggest um, addition that they have to the team. Um, but outside of that, though, they also have Devin Vassell just got paid. Yeah. Devin Vassell, who's a young wing coming into his Keldon own. Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson. I feel like, I honestly, I really like the Spurs roster as like just a they'll young be fun gritty someday, team. But this year is not that day. I think they'll be fun. Oh, they will be a good team if they keep this little group together. I think yeah. Wemby will have a year or two of growing pains, um, and then they'll just be kind of this like, oh wow, they've got a lot of pieces that they grew, and this will be Popovich's last little hurrah, and then he'll be gone. Hmm. I think, um, but there, this there's season, some, you mean? No, 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 no. This little group. Oh yeah, Matt, for sure. He won't see the end of Wemby's career. I doubt. Because it. hopefully it's long. Uh, he might be dead before because <laughs> yeah, he's that old. He's seventy-four, um, maybe seventy-five. Average life expectancy in the U.S. is like seventy-seven. I think. Oh really? Yeah, That's lower than I thought it was. Um, I thought it was like eighty. He's seventy-four right now. 
seventy-seven point two eight years for okay. Well, male this is and a little. Female? Uh, is that everybody? Yeah, it's everybody. It used to be seventy-eight, almost seventy-nine, and then twenty twenty happened, and it dramatically oh, dropped. That makes sense. So that's a little bit. That's a little bit fudged. Not fudged, but you know, uh, like a a, fluky. The world happened. Yeah. And so, uh, but interestingly. Everywhere saw a drop, including the Canada and the United Kingdom, but the U.S.'s was by far the most aggressive. Yeah, it would make sense. The average male is expected to be 73 and a half, and the average female is 79.3. I didn't know it was that big of a difference. And also, 73 and a half to 79.3 averages up to 77.2 somehow. These is might be that many different years. Women? It might be, uh, these might be different years. I yeah. don't know. Because uh, I was going to say, I, f- I thought it was like 50, pretty f- close to 50-50% for uh, male to female ratio. And, um, yeah, this might be different years I'm looking at because this website looks like I'm going to get a virus. So I'm going to get off of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, he, he'll turn 75 during the course of this NBA season. Um, So he's already over the expected life, the life expectancy. The CDC range. for this year, 2021, sorry, two years ago, because they don't have new numbers. 20 for both sexes, 76.4. Males, 73.5. Females, 79.3. Mm, makes sense. Interesting. Well, there you go. There's the life. Exp- that's how long you guys have left to live. Don't worry. I'll bump up. I'll, I'll keep the under so you guys can go over. <laughs> um, yeah. That, honestly, those are some over under lines. We could. <laughs> Do some that's on. Um, if it, like it's in our wills, yeah. If I die before Logan. He gets everything. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I'll leave stuff to my children. Probably. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I, mean, buddy. I, I, I probably won't live you by that long. So you can give it to me, and then after me, it'll go to it to your. It has to be the. the... Yeah. My kids get what I have. I'm just, just a stepping be, stone. It just would be a meme. Yeah. Well, no, then they get inheritance tax twice. I'm not going to let that happen. The government does. I'm not going to give away that much. I'm not going to. I'll just Venmo all your kids. (laughs) (laughs) All 17 of them. I'm going Phillips River mode. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah. You said Um, Phillips River. (laughs) (laughs) It is currently 1047 in the central time zone. I'm a sleepy boy. Yeah. We're recording a little bit later today because Sunday didn't work. Anyway, um, watchability. (laughs) Are we there already? Uh, did I say their line? I don't think I said their line. Their line is 28 oh. and a half. Um, oh. So they have to win that's 29 good, to go over. That's a finally a good line. Yeah. It's like the first good line we've had. And for that reason, I think I'm going to go over. Um, Getting to 30 wins, that's tough. 29 is what they need. Uh, but still. But like, we, I don't know. It's just. I'm not, I can't, I can't roll straight under. I'm going to go over. You can if you no, want to. I am going to. You know what? I hate wins. I hate when teams win. Wemby is going to have a really rough rookie season. F- further leading into my prediction. Kia, rookie of the year, Chet Holmgren, all aboard the Chet train. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to just commit to it. And yeah. Yeah. There we are. They also got. I um, am going under. Nice. So straight on. This is the first division anybody's ever done that um, on the show. Probably wrong. Uh, but for people wondering, I always do worse than Logan by a wide margin in these things. 
Always. I mean, it's, this is the only the second time we've done this, but like my my locks are always terrible. That's where I get wronged. Is my locks are always wrong? Yeah, I feel like that's pro- probably where you went wrong. And I, I also the inverse of that is like where I just kind of lucked out, maybe a little bit. Like the, I I remember I locked the Nuggets over that year, um, and they only hit it by one. Like it was it was very close. Um, but I wasn't expecting MPJ to be out that entire season. I already knew yeah. Jamal was, but uh, then MPJ was also. But then also, um, uh, I locked the Cavs over, which was easy for me because that was like twenty-seven and a half, and I locked over. They they won forty-five games that year. Mm. Did you hear that? Forty-five games. They win forty-five games, and the over/under line was twenty-seven and a half. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that that one was easy. That's that, that was had a big to part compute. Of, that yeah. had to compute for a second. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I knew that you were doing your thing where you're reading something and I say something and I you just don't have hear. too many things going on. My brain I, is I, too small. Yeah, no, I do the same thing. I, I, that's why. I, yeah. I was, I'll work with you on it, man. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get mad. I'm just going to repeat what I said, but, um, anyways, uh, the other lock I did was the one I mentioned earlier, which is the rockets. I locked their under, um, which worked out as well. But so those ones were like, it was. What I'm saying is this year is so feels so different compared to that year, two years ago when we did this, because that year when we did this, I had like, I just remember having very strong opinions about all the lines I saw. And I was like, you know, like I, I had a pretty different feeling than what the Vegas odds were this year. It's like every team. Did a I'm good like, job. Yeah. I feel like every team's over under could be like 41 and a half. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, <laughs> not every team, but you know, more than huge- any other year, it's like, it feels like every team's going to be fighting for the middle the middle 10 teams of the nba could all be at 40 43 wins and you'd be like that's a tough one yeah Mm -hmm. like not the top of the top but not the bottom of but just in the middle you'd be like that's a tough yeah um it's a big melting pot yeah i'm gonna stick under i'm not gonna lock it or nothing i'm just going going under Wemby has growing pains um yeah literally like physically maybe i don't know yeah but uh to mention, I we didn't really go through the roster very much, uh, but they also have Trey Jones on this roster. Ken Birch is on this team. Zach Collins, Jetty Osman is a recent addition, uh, one of the Hoop Theory favorites. I might you know put him on that list. Jetty Osman's up there, but uh, Devin Vassell, as we mentioned, Jeremy Sohan, Malachi Branham. Uh, I guess uh, just because I want to try to say his name because I it's been a while. Uh, Sandro Memukel. Mamu Kalashvili. Mamu Kalashvili, I think is how you pronounce his name. Mamu Kalashvili. But nice. he's on this team. Um, and City Sissoko. Well, yeah, so that is the San Antonio Spurs roster, and that is why I'm going to go a slight over, just because I feel like Wemby looks like dominant, and if he stays healthy, then it'll be a good year. And they have some nice players on this team with Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell uh, that I, I respect a lot. Yeah. Um, so that's that is why I'm going over and Jacob is doing the under because it's I hate fun. And also they're just not that great of a team and it's very like not likely, but it's very possible that they wouldn't win twenty nine games because that's a decent amount for a bad team. Bad team. Um, and they also have to play a lot of West teams and there's a lot of good teams in the West. Uh yeah, watchability. Are we to that point here for the Spurs? I think we are. 
Watchability. I'm going to put it pretty high because they, they're going to they're going to have a circus attraction at the beginning. I say they start at like a eight nine. Yeah, just to watch a couple games of Wemby, but uh-huh. then they'll drop to a a low six, a six a six one and a quarter, like mm-hmm. a lower uh, score for sure as the season wears on. But I will be tuning into the first probably five Spurs games. I'll be like. Let's see what Wemby, how Wemby's cooking. Yeah. Jump in in the middle of the year probably as well. I will catch every single OKC Spurs game for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I will that'd, go that'd out of fun. my way to watch that. Uh, yeah. Because that'll be a rookie of the year battle. So Yeah. If only they were in the same division. That would be great. will be. Probably. Maybe. Because the NBA is primed for expansion, Mr. For, Adam Silver. Yeah, but even if they did that, I'm pretty sure they would probably go to the NFL system having they wouldn't like just expand the comp like they wouldn't uh put six teams or whatever six teams in t- one division each of yep. the conference they would probably make it four divisions each conference texas and oklahoma that's a division that's true but where would new orleans go southeast so like new miami orleans and new orleans. Memphis would also go over to the east you only only one team can go over to the oh, East. Oh, I thought you were saying they go full NFL and just break East West. What? They go like ABC and NBC, American Basketball Conference and National Basketball oh. Conference. No, why would they do like that? Because that's what the NFL did. That's but, exactly what the NFL has. But that doesn't make any sense to do that now. Isn't the only reason they're like that is because there were two separate leagues at one point? Yeah. Well, the NBA was too. But there's only a couple teams that were came up with the ABA merger. Yeah. So like the NBA is like pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. I mean the NFL was the NFL one of the leagues and it just absorbed the AFL? Yep. Yeah. So. NFL absorbed AFL, but it was close on number of teams. So AFL became the AFC basically? Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, there wasn't enough teams to do that with with the ABT ABA teams. Um uh but anyways. Where are we? Um, well, I just got their watchability. Talking about how things... That could be a whole little preview, little snacky snack to an episode. Building out... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. What the expansion will look like. Saying that the teams will be in Seattle and Vegas. Isn't that we, where the teams are at? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what we've... That has been established. Yeah. Which I think that would be... Yeah. Should, they should do like the coast as a team. Yeah, it'll be interesting to try to make some divisions out, out of... Those teams, but uh, that's not my job. So we're not going to do that here today. The Nuggets one will suck. Yeah. Thinking about it, it'll be terrible. Unless they call it like the four corners and grab Phoenix. Yeah, that's what I was kind of just thinking about putting. uh, Like a a Phoenix and an OKC. And putting like the Northwest teams, like the um, really Northwest, like the Seattle and Portland, basically with the California teams. North California. Sacramento and San Francisco would all be like a. Pacific Northwest type of division. The the uh, West Pacific. They'd keep the name Pacific, probably. Yeah, probably. And then and then you'd go like the Southwest would be LA's, and they would have to be with probably Vegas and um. You'd need them to Phoenix. have Phoenix. Yeah, Vegas and Phoenix. So then, then Denver, Denver gets Utah. Utah. OKC probably. Yeah, okay. You'd have to give them OKC if they don't have Phoenix. Yeah, and then, and then Minnesota would have to be the weird oh. random one. That's why the Northwest is already the weirdest division is because Minnesota is not. They in- need to abolish what teams used to be 
What do you mean? Like, they, I think they need to do a just completely reset. East West isn't a thing anymore. Why? To for to ge- geographically make things work better. I mean, that's the only weird thing is Minnesota well, is far away from. I think the Northwest from... is just going to continue to be weird, and it'll be the California comp or the California division. There's four teams in California. It like right. Yeah, itself. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I wonder if they do. California's one. Mm-hmm. But then that kind of traps the. I feel like the way that we just set it up is probably better because then the only team, what, the only team that's far away from everybody else is Minnesota. And but then you would this, you do Phoenix, Denver, Northwest, two Northwest teams? Oh, but you need to get Vegas in there. Yeah. So then it would be. Oh, would it then, be Phoenix, if, Vegas, and the Northwest? Yeah. Teams? It, w- it would make a nice little four with. Denver, Utah, Vegas, and Phoenix. Like that would that's an ideal that division right there. Better than but anything then else. If you do that, then you have you what you have left over is OKC, Minnesota, and then Seattle and Portland, which is like the weirdest big L sideways L of a division. Well, the uh, NFL ones don't matter. The NFC East is in Dallas, Texas, Washington, DC, Philadelphia, and New York. Yeah. The, See, like, the I think the the AFC West is in Denver, Vegas used to be Oakland, Kansas City, and LA. The I think the goal would be to get if we got enough teams in the NBA to move Memphis and Minnesota over to the East, that'd be perfect so because you have to go to thirty four. 34 yeah and then you would also probably move you know just that yeah so it would be if you add two teams in the west so as long as you're adding two more teams in the west which i don't know if there's another there's two more west markets omaha you could do omaha just kidding um austin has been a big thing wanting to get a team okay um and boise just kidding (laughs) uh huh San Diego, or I, obviously there's been a lot of talk about Mexico City. That's the, like the, super far away, though. N- nightmare. Yeah. I mean, it, they're all flying regardless. It's not that big of a deal, but yeah, um, that would be a big, big difference. But I, yeah. Anyways, um, the maybe Albuquerque, like New Mexico. I maybe maybe. maybe. Because then you could just straight up do a four corners con- division. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyways, the if yeah, what I was saying, though, that would make more make more sense if you had Minnesota with all the other Great Lakes cities. Um, you can make a Great Lakes sort of. Yeah, no. Chicago, division. Milwaukee, Milwaukee uh, Minneapolis, Minneapolis, and Detroit. Yeah, if those are all within a, a day's drive of each other. Oh yeah, less, much less than like a day. Like four hours. Like, like a, just, a day to be able to go there and back, probably. Yeah, like it. Yeah, if uh, other that's than ex- maybe Minneapolis to Detroit would be a, a bit of a, a jaunt, but jaunt. It's on an interstate. It'd yeah. be a nice, easy zoop. Yeah, zoop. it doesn't. There's not a perfect four there though, because then Indianapolis is pretty close to Detroit and Cleveland. Um. So it, then you'd have to have a weird one with like Indy, Cleveland. If they ever add one in Louisville, that would help. Yeah, bridge or that. Nashville. Uh. Now, Memphis would probably go with them. But yeah, because then you could, if you do Louisville, because I feel like Louisville would get a team before Nashville does. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Just basketball wise. Oh. Yeah. Um that makes sense. I mean Nashville's definitely bigger, but Louisville would be is more of like a basketball. But that also you would think that would help, but like that Hornets are like one of the least valuable franchises in the NBA because they I are mean, also their last like every priority fan of basketball is like they take Duke NC or UNC State over oh. like like I, yeah no those teams obviously but like even like the Wake Forest and the NC State and like they all get those priority. schools they like I feel like Charlotte Hornets are like the last team on the list in terms of who people care about um but yeah so that is our conversation that I just I said we oh, would have camo oh. We forgot about jerseys, or I did at least. You digital were camo on top of it. The green digital camo. Just kidding. The the gray black digital camo from the past couple of years. It was their city edition. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, I, I don't mind the camo. I like the um statement uniform from last season. The S A T X. Yep, I like those honestly with the spur thing on the X. And then there was one other one that they did last year. It was also a black. It was like a throwback. It was like the George Gervin, like the Iceman yep. jersey. I like that a lot too. So those would be my two main picks. I don't. So like the digital camo, or is it the one that's kind of like tan almost? Like it looks military? No, those are the ones that are atrocious. Okay, I was going to say, I don't really like those. No, not those. I was saying the. I also said digital camo was a joke because they're not very good. Um, I was more like, I think if I had to pick like a, not a real one, those are okay. I actually kind of liked it when they did the teal, pink and orange in 2021, their city edition. Yeah. Which, so it was like the teal as the base color. No. Okay. Black base, a stripe of teal, pink and orange. Okay. Yeah. And it says, it looks more like a billboard than a Jersey, but I just kind of like it. I like that one a lot. Honestly. And that's a good one. They've been killing it recently with the jerseys, I feel like. Yeah, they had I mean the the non-digital camo or the green digital camo was an atrocity to the eyeball. Yeah. Not a great one. But I, I do like their uh their like Cinco de Mayo or whatever. Lolo Spurs. Yeah. Or like the colors. I mean, I'm pretty sure those colors are a nod to Cinco de Mayo or something. The teal um, ones? Yeah, like that color. No, that's palette. San Antonio. That's Are like a San Antonio t- color palette. What the do you, teal, what is, orange, and uh, pink. What do you mean that's a San Antonio color palette? Like it's a, just like a San Antonio thing. It always has been. I don't know why. Like as a team? Is that what you're saying? I think it's a city. Okay. I think it's. I think it has to do with Mexican heritage, at least. Pretty sure. It's like Day of the Dead or... or I'm looking at it because I'm also curious something pretty sure because like i know they've had like they've incorporated like the skull like the skeleton a little bit before and stuff and that's where it's from like those colors i think it's day of the dead it's just fiesta colors oh fiesta that would make sense interesting well this is our probably most unnecessarily long episode that we've ever done, but it'll, it'll, it'll be do. trimmed. Hope maybe, hopefully. <laughs> um, we'll see. Anyways, without further ado though, I think that will do it for this episode. 
Um, Head on over to patreon.com forward slash hoop theory. Buy Logan a coffee because he needs one and deserves them sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes you can really use it. All that can be found in the description. If you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you hear every time that we, Logan, posts a video. I just show up. Uh, and also, if you're on TikTok, you won't see this. Hello. Uh, thanks for listening. Or if you came from TikTok, rather, good. Tell people it's an experience. You don't yeah. have to say good or bad. Just say it's an experience. Spotify, give us the five stars. It helps. It's finally popping up now as of about a month ago, which is dope. Uh, and Logan, is there any anything you would like to tell the people as we ride off into this sunset? I think you covered everything, honestly. Um, So all I have is that people should stay happy, they should stay healthy, and we will see them in the next episode. Peace!